What's happening, everybody? What's going on? Happy Sunday. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Welcome to the full-on spoiler discussion of Ghostbusters Afterlights. That's right. Afterlife. Did I say afterlight? Wow. We'll just go ahead and open one of these up. You need it or have you, you already opened it up? I'm just I wondering. Think I, I think I did a, I did do a little pregame. It's Sunday, you know, before Why we not? have to go back to work. What's wrong with that? But uh anyways, uh guys, yes, we're doing our full-on spoiler discussion of uh Ghostbusters Afterlife. And uh with me is uh Mr. Scott McClellan. How are you, sir? I'm doing just fine, even though I've been hearing that song way too much this week. Why? <laughs> my my nine-year-old nephew has discovered Ghostbusters, and he played that thing off off an Alexa all week at Thanksgiving. Nice. Beautiful. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with some uh, Ray Parker. That that song, I tell you what. Um, I mean, there's like uh, when it when it comes to that song. I mean, obviously, like I mean, I I had the cassette tape of all that which i'm sure some of you guys did too remember the cassette tape kids yes that's right so i mean it's just yeah there's just something like absolutely and i loved it when like when you go to um you know haunted houses a lot of times that i've been to haunted house they have that playing just that song it was just like there's a lot of times where i've been to haunted houses and uh they're playing that song love it love it it just shows you ghostbusters guys ghostbusters and speaking of ghostbusters we have a ghostbuster with us mr alex lobo what's going on sir he just got off no. work, you know? Yeah, you know, just like a couple of class fives. So. Uh, <laughs> another day, another day in the life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at that. Even though you got even though the elbow pads and everything. I love it. Absolutely love it. Can and then uh, we got, got yeah, you got it. Then we got Mr. Aaron Bailey. What's going on, How's Sarah? it going, man? I'm ready going. to cry a little bit about this movie, you know? Just, oh, I know. Just tear oh, up a little. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, we'll have Ray, uh, Mr. Flycast, showing up soon, and then maybe even other people too that might even show up. So, uh, but yeah, we're gonna. So, if you haven't seen the movie, guys, please do so. Did you guys get to see it again, or did you only see it once? Only once saw it for once. me. Once for me yeah, too. Only, only saw it once, but I felt like I've seen it already more than twenty to fifty times, just going over the timeline and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Again. Just That's the excitement from everybody. It's just everyone has really been talking about it, and it was kind of weird to go like, "Wow, there was no, no one respected." I mean, let's be honest, no one respects spoilers at all. But it seemed like everyone didn't mind because we all just kind of like collectively like was celebrating getting to see mm -hmm. this movie. Yeah, no, that's pretty much. Yep. I mean, I know that when it when it <laughs> when it. Uh, when it came to like um, making the thumbnail, I was like, the image of the three of them finally started circulating. We had a good, clear image of the three of them. So I'm like, yeah, that's what I was going to look for. I wanted that in the shot. I'm like, it's, you know, we all know that they were going to show up in it, you know, so it's not like it's like any kind of spoiler, but the way that they do it, which we'll talk about, of course, and uh, maybe some, you know, teary eyes could have. And even while I, I got to watch it again yesterday, I, because, you know, obviously I was in Vegas and uh, convinced the family because they hadn't seen it yet. So uh, a group of us went Saturday morning to go watch it again. And, yeah, even my dad was like, geez, that got me teary eyed. I'm like, yes, yes, it did. And he got me again, too. My God. But we'll talk about that scene. But uh, what I wanted to do first, though, is kind of go around, uh, go around the table and be like, when did you first get into Ghostbusters? Let's start with you, Scott. I don't really know exactly when I have a few benchmarks. Like it, it's one of those like childhood things where it's like, I can't like plant my flag on a mm -hmm. date. I used to watch the original ghostbusters off of a, 
I'm not sure if it was a pirated VHS recording, like you know when you used to go like do the <laughs> double VCR thing and like record movies that you would. I think that was what it was. You know, you put the two movies on one VHS tape kind of deal. Yep. Uh, so that's how I watched Ghostbusters '84. I went to the theater to go see Ghostbusters 2 in 1989. So whatever I was doing, I was excited enough for Ghostbusters to go see 2 in the theaters. And I also, I think really, this might be sacrilege for some, or maybe we're all just the right age for this. But what really got me to Ghostbusters was that cartoon series back in the day. The real, I think it was called The Real yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, the, real the Real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. uh, I also watched the other you know, the knockoff one too, with like the, like the multi Ford card or whatever that thing was. But I loved watching the real Ghostbusters cartoon series. I think that's what made me a fan more than mm -hmm. anything. Also, because that's actually age appropriate versus like those original Ghostbusters movies that I'll admit going back and doing my rewatch for afterlife. I was like, I don't quite remember this much in this movie and it's all there. <laughs> Little raunchy, mm -hmm. a yeah. little yeah. parcheesy. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still, my favorite one is still up. No, I can confirm he is dickless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Walter Peck. Where is he at? I wonder. Where is he at currently? That would. I wonder if, uh, if they do do a sequel, like who would they actually bring back? And then you know, even talking about uh ghostbusters too i mean we even i guess i uh jason reitman today or over the weekend said that you know he's not ruling out that doing a sequel and bringing back vigo he, i think he one of the quotes he said there's there can't just be one painting of vigo and i went mm, yeah you could be riding a horse you could be paling somebody dude I, all i know is that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. First one oh, I God. watched so religiously, but man, I remember being in the movie theater of Ghostbusters Two. Me and my uh, my friend, we were both crouched in our chairs, eyes like going because Vigo just really freaked me out. It was very mm -hmm. difficult when it came out on video because I I loved it. I loved the Ghostbusters part, but man, it was like difficult for me to just watch the Vigo parts. It would freak me out, man. I tell you, no especially stuff. the subway scene with the heads the heads on the spike. Yes. It got dark. It really it got dark. I mean, one of the things about, you know, and Dan Aykroyd, as much as these movies are comedies, he took a lot of that stuff really like he, you know, Dan Aykroyd is big on the whole paranormal thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you listen to that guy talk, he's all about it. I mean, and, and then when you go back and rewatch some of that and you hear the detail, like when they're talking about what they looked into and just a lot of the things that that, you know, what it talks to about the the structures of the the, the structure of the building and uh, the, sh you know, and, and you know, sh what's his name? Shandor, you know, and all the, the, the history, which of course is talked about in this, which is great. But uh, how about you, Alex? What was your first fun and memory of Ghostbusters? Oh, man. It's uh, I just like Scott had to uh, piece this one together, and uh, um, for this, like I, I wasn't old enough uh, to see uh, uh, Ghostbusters '84. I was uh, so, um, I was born in '86, so I think it was a. Uh, I got into the cartoons between '89 to '91. That was like my first foray into Ghostbusters, not knowing that there was a live action show, like. I got in deep with this cartoon. Like I, I yeah. got the toys. Like it was always on commercials. I'm always like, you know, one of the reasons why I woke up early from bed because of the reruns that they had on UPN and then mm -hmm. like racing back home and just getting that next episode. Like I was enthralled in it, but the live action that I do remember because of my family, my father, <laughs> no, no, my father brings this up uh, religiously. 
Yeah. Because it was uh, one fateful Friday, we went to Blockbuster and the kids, Blockbuster, if um, this is not like a Netflix where you could choose any movie and if you don't like it, you switch to the next. No. If you pick a movie for your family at a Blockbuster, you got to stick to that film, whether it's That's it. So pressure's <laughs> that on it. you. Yeah. That, that was yeah. it. Unless you have a coupon, you get two movies. So <laughs> I'm in there looking because it was my turn. And for whatever reason, like I pan to my left and I see and I see a cassette that's all in black with a red outline and a no-go sign. But for me, it was just seeing an all-black cassette cover. Because yeah. if you remember cassettes back in the day, the VHSs, it's usually you know, the posters all colorful and everything. But that cassette, but that VHS was black. Then I see the logo. Like, I know yeah. this. And I'm thinking it might be like you know, the cartoon, like maybe uh, the first few seasons, something. Picking it up and turning it around. And I'm seeing like, you know, there's live action actors behind this. I'm like, uh, Dad, can I watch this? And right when I look at him, there's a cutout of Vinkman right behind him with the proton pack. I'm like, oh, I, I'm sold. I'm sold for this film. <laughs> so when we uh, brought it home, I fell in love. And I don't know how many times I rewatched that. I think I warped that tape and I hid it from everyone. <laughs> and uh, this is why it was always brought back to us. Because uh, um, uh, where I lived, uh, not only we had a blockbuster, we had like a family mama papa VJ store uh, for rentals. So we usually went there, the Kings Creek rentals. Yeah, we forgot about that Ghostbusters tape for months. So the late fees were racking up behind it until one day we decided to go back and not only did my father have to pay the late fees, we had to pay for the film. So he had to pay it was like a, around 200 plus nice. for that film. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that is the most expensive film that I own and I don't regret <laughs> one minute of it because that was my first franchise that That's I got into fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite a story. Can you beat that, Aaron? <laughs> no, I, can, I actually can't, but I do have something interesting, okay. which is everybody here is a little bit older than me because I was born in 94. So you guys have me beat by oh. quite a bit. <laughs> uh, a decade but, plus. Yeah, yeah just yeah. a little bit. But uh, I actually saw or watched Ghostbusters for the first time because of Dan Aykroyd's cameo in uh, Casper. Mm. So yeah. oh, he comes yeah. out. Right, I forgot about that. I forgot goes, about that. Somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah. Somebody else. And I was <laughs> like, yeah. at first, I, I was like, I was like, oh, that's the guy from from SNL. Like, oh, I know yeah. him. And then I was like, well, no, like I've never seen that character. What is that from? And then my, you know, uh, I can't remember if it was my dad or who it was. It was like, oh, that's oh my god, that's Ghostbusters, man. You don't know that? No. We went immediately, like just like you. We went to Blockbuster, and I was like, "Find me this movie. I have to know what this is." And uh, turned out it was Ghostbusters, and I watched it for the first time on VHS. And it, I was like, "You have got to be kidding me! This is the coolest thing ever." And yeah. then he was like, "Well, there's a sequel. There's a sequel. Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> so I uh, that that was my first time watching it, and it, and I feel bad because then it's people are was like, "I saw it in the theater," and I. You know, and I'm like, mine was through a secondary cameo that wasn't even canon to the original movie. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, we all we all find our way. I mean, it's like you you shouldn't feel bad. You weren't even born yet. That's I mean, true. <laughs> I mean, there's only two movies, and you know they were both before they were both a good solid five to six years before you were born. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> and I, I just remember like people in uh, people that were older than me and in grades older than me talking about it. And uh, that had big fans of Ghostbusters that went to school with me. And I was like, so 
so like what is this and they're like you've got to got to watch the second one and i was like okay cool and i watched the second one and just like you i you guys i was like absolutely freaked out with all the uh oh what was his name vigo vigo yeah god oh my god in that painting oh yeah oh it's creepy freaked me out as a kid oh Okay, let me ask you guys that because before we get into afterlife, because this was something I was not aware of, and because you okay, know, Twitter before, before, before you say that, we have our fifth person coming in here, and of course, fitting, I have the drop for him with this, Mr. Ray. Ray, Ray, Ray. there you go, <laughs> perfect. Wait, no, don't go on, Ray. How you doing? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm still in shock from things that happened yesterday if you follow yeah. me on twitter at all you you know exactly yeah. what that was about but uh yes I'm, was but, but but i i'm i'm good <laughs> I'm, I'm really okay. good and then before scott before you were like oh, yeah we're going around the horn and like uh when did you first get into ghostbusters what's your font your first memory i should say so i i was recalling this when i was yeah. reviewing afterlife on my show I actually saw these out of order. My mm -hmm. mom and dad wanted to see the second movie at the drive-in, uh, the same drive-in that I, you know, got the same one that I became terrified of Jack's Joker at the Ford Wyoming mm -hmm. drive-in. And this was like a, this is what, was this the same year or like a year later? Was it 89 or was it 90? They're both it 89. 89. They're yeah, both 89. 89. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so I'm already like, I mean, it's, it's this drive-in. It's like, Okay. What are we seeing? All right, cool. So I saw, and I have, it's weird because I have memories of seeing the second movie first. And like, I don't remember the ending. I don't remember seeing the <laughs> ending. I remember seeing most of it. And then I remember when we got home, you know, obviously there's two in the title. So clearly there must be a first one. Oh, we yeah. have the first one. Cool. Let me watch the first one. Scared the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> not the whole movie but like the, the, Love the, the man. well just like the the, the the dog why why do we call them dogs they're not dogs. Know, they <laughs> they're they, they're they're hell how they're demons hell yes demons with horns and it, no there's a point in the movie not kidding for a couple years as a kid when i would watch the movie i had to fast forward through the part where dana is possessed at first you yeah. know, when he goes to see her at the apartment, yeah. the Zool voice scared the hell out of me. Yeah, and the breathing. The... <laughs> oh, it was. I mean, like, oh, yeah. Right. The, well, well the, the breathing and then just like the, the whole thing where she like lifts, uh, like the eyes go go weird. She starts flipping mm -hmm. her eyes. She starts mm -hmm. levitating off the bed like that. And also Four the part up. where <laughs> she first opened the refrigerator. Yeah. And it pops up like, yeah. I'm like, I there, yeah. there were parts of this movie scared the crap out of me. No, what about the part the problem where with that Zool is coming going through the door? Just its face. Just oh yeah, that's through. creepy. And then yeah, the chair. Oh, oh that, yeah, that is creepy. God, that was perfect. Yeah. Oh, 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 the, yeah. oh, the, 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 the chair. The, the like, actual position. Hmm. The, the, the chair. Like I think I've had at least two nightmares about the chair. <laughs> Seriously, like the, like the arm. Because because he, here's the other the other because the other thing about it is like. It isn't just the, what you're seeing; it's Bernstein's score. Yes, because yeah. he 
Because it, and if you you ever I have trouble listening to the score by itself. The score is terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most terrifying. Yeah, and I don't, oh, I don't even. The, not, not just like the not just like the <laughs> creepy quiet effect, stuff, but like the, the, the loud like duh, oh, duh, and like all of it. Just yeah. like okay, like they're definitely so for me. It was like growing up. I really identify with the four of them as heroes. I'm like, yeah. yes, please, please defeat this evil. Please take this evil out of the world. I will help you. I'll go, mom. Can we go to Toys R Us and get that? I, I, the only way I was able to get the Toy Pro Time Pack was because someone had mismarked it. It was six. It was supposed to be fourteen ninety nine. Someone had mismarked it as six ninety nine and put it on the clearance rack. So I'm like, please, it's not ten dollars. Let's get it. And so I, I got it. And so I, I, I busted my own ghosts to you know with, with bobby brown playing in the background because yes dad <laughs> had the soundtrack for the second I had movie it too. i had the, it sound, too. the soundtrack for the second movie is like you know like how they do with all the artists it's gonna yes. have to something like that i can't remember that no 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 you did yeah. you, you, you had it I, mean, I had it pretty good yeah pretty good yeah, yeah. but like it, it bobby brown i think run dmc was on that soundtrack yeah. that's, that's good for the oh era. that's right yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Oh yeah, yeah. oh they dude, oh, they my. they just basically found like all the R and B and hip hop artists. Like, yes, please do the soundtrack for the Ghostbusters <laughs> sequel. Totally. And it's funny how much it contrasts. Like, you've got the score, which is terrifying, and then you've got like Ray Park and like all these people, like you know, just yeah, going yeah. Crazy, and you're like, what is? Yeah. <laughs> well, you get you had half the Blues Brothers in the movie, so you yeah, know, it's just kind of true. Works. That is true, <laughs> and it was, and it was originally supposed to be them. It was yes. really supposed to be Belushi. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Belushi yeah. was going to be in it. Eddie Murphy was going to be in it. Yeah. When, when, when Ackroyd, cool, actually. When, when Ackroyd came up with the idea, he called it Ghost Janitors, and it was supposed to be him and Belushi. <laughs> and what he said is that, you know the part in the middle of the first movie where they hire Winston, and there's that part where, like, Ray and Peter are just tired. He's like, I got to get some sleep. Like they're just yes. so tired because they were busting ghosts. That was the idea that he originally had. The idea that these guys had been doing it for so long and that they were mm-hmm. so tired of it and they were just it was just a, a normal thing for them as a business. Like that was that that he said that that scene was like the original conception of the idea that he had for him and I still and love that. I love it when Andy Potts is like saying, Do you believe in that? You know, do you believe in paranormal? Do you believe, do you believe UFOs, in ESP? Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, Honey, if it's a regular monster. paycheck, I'll believe anything you want me to believe. <laughs> I yeah. love Ernie which, Hudson. Which they oh, call back to in Afterlife. They called they back to it. And I was like, Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. They call back to it. And yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things that Winston really was, was he was the everyman. You know, he was just, mm-hmm. he was us essentially, or any anybody watching who's not. You know, I mean, obviously, when it came to the other three, they were in academia, super smart. They had their different kinds of smarts. But when it came to Winston, he was just a guy that looking for a job, man. Tell me what to shoot with a proton pack and I will shoot it. That was literally like two of my favorite of his two of my favorite of his everyman scenes. There's I love the conversation between him and Ray on the bridge. That whole conversation is fantastic. But also in the mayor's office, he's like, I've only been with the company for a couple of weeks. But I got to tell you, these things are real. Uh, yeah. Since I joined these men, I have seen shit that'll turn you up. Turn you up. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes that one guy like uncomfortable. He's like, Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So what I was going to talk about, Ray, before you jumped on, it was great that you're here for this is because, you know, Twitter is great for telling me that things suck that I never thought sucked for, you know, 40 <laughs> years until Twitter right. told me. 
I did not realize that there was this vitriol about the second movie. Like, yeah, I, I think there there, is. There, yeah, there yes. is. I mean, this is what yeah. this is what it is. Like, yeah, it, it gets a little bit more campy, and but at the same time, I still ha- I I still have those traumatized feelings of Vigo and being freaked out by him. Of course, when I watch it now, you know, yeah, there's some campiness in it, and you know, it's funny too because. Uh, I think uh, last Saturday when I, when I had a pre Thanksgiving with some people, my cousin actually said like, he kept on, he was like, Oh yeah, the second one's horrible. So I'm like, it's not that bad. Come on. It's you watch the game. Yeah. Shit. The Statue of Liberty would not be able to walk across the river. Like this. Sure. Because it's actually not that big. Okay. You can, you can (laughs) nitpick the shit out of it, whatever. But I'm like, yeah, you rewatch it again. You just accept it for what it is. And you know, there's some good moments in there. Ali. I mean, Ah man, I, I remember even collecting the comic books of Ghostbusters too. I don't know if you guys, I collected the regular mm-hmm. real Ghostbusters comic books, but I also they they made them, uh, and it was with the the drawings of the real Ghostbusters mm-hmm. that were using the uh, Ghostbusters two story, and it was it was funny because it actually had cutout scenes in it. Because there was a cutout scene where Ray is driving the uh, Ecto one A, I guess. I don't know if like it was cut out. Was it actually? Did they actually film it though? They didn't film it. They it was an idea that the yeah, Ecto One uh, broke down, so that's when uh, the Ecto One A yeah came about. Oh so yeah, because the, ca- the car actually did break down when they were filming on the bridge in the first movie. That what it was? Yeah. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I always yeah. thought that the idea of the fact that the slime being like the hatred and negative feelings flowing yeah. under New York City, I always thought you that mean, was what the. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Like just the idea of that of of the concept that the that the negativity because I'm like I'm from the South, so you know we have our opinions <laughs> about New York City, and and so that just that just seemed so perfect of a metaphor if you think about the way New York is portrayed in like every movie. You know, it just it. I thought that was a cool idea, and I still love the scene where they bust the two ghosts in the in the courtroom. Yeah. Scene. Oh yeah, that's the Scolari brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. the Scolari brothers. That, that, that was awesome. Them, I put them in the chair. Damn. I, no, I, I, I <laughs> think be that, fast and you be slow. Right, exactly. No, I think the second movie is criminally underrated. I really do. I think that and it's got a lot of great moments. It does, and like the Statue of Liberty thing is like, okay, y'all were okay with a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man in the first movie, <laughs> yeah. but you're gonna nitpick the Statue it. of Liberty yeah. in the yeah. second movie. Yeah, get out of here with that. Come on, <laughs> there's a lot of good moments in that movie, but uh, yeah, let's uh, I mean, let's let's dive into it now, you know, um, now that we've got our backstories when it comes, I mean, when it comes to my backstory, it was the card, it was uh, it was the movie first, I just love the movie, and and, and it's funny too because talking about like some of those scenes like specifically that the the dana scene where with the score and everything when she just leans back in her chair and it's like it's just the way that it's shot and you see the glow behind the door and you hear and you just hear that build up and she's like oh shit and then the hands come out that's a free scene but it didn't scare me when i was a kid but yet vigo and his long hair did yeah i don't know what i, I, I it's those eyes I it's terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah 
But uh, and then, of course, dressed up as a Ghostbuster many times for Halloween, had Ghostbusters birthday parties. I'm sure Mama Film Junkie, she even told me she's going to try to dig up some of those. So I would not be surprised you guys see all that later. And I will on, save it uh, on my phone. Wait, exactly. you didn't see, I'm jealous. <laughs> I, I'm jealous because, see, because you guys grew up so much closer when they came out. You yeah. guys had all the good toys and the birthday mm-hmm. party stuff. See, by the time I was a kid and able to remember it, there was like no Ghostbuster stuff. Like, yeah. unless you bought, like, the original stuff. So it was like, uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You had the cool jumpsuit. Stuff, uh, yeah. And then, of course, the plastic proton pack the that, that had the foam, the foam laser. Yes, that yes I had that. Was, yes. There was, they made one for that. They also made, I don't know if you guys ever saw this, but they made a slime blaster set, too, that you yes, could wear. Yes, I had the slime they blaster. They did make one. Proton yes. pack, the ghost trap. Ghost trap. I never got the ghost trap. That was the Dude, thing the I could never. Awesome because it used that compressed air to open yes. up the, uh, the doors. Yeah. So it was like a rubber like uh, trigger, you know, that you stepped on and mm-hmm. it, just, it just opened it up and it was fantastic. And it glue in the dark too. Yeah. The door. Yeah. <laughs> really did. Yeah. But anyways, man. So yeah, now we finally got to see Ghostbusters after like after how many times it got delayed. Oh my lord. We were supposed to see this what? Last Sometime. summer. 2019 yeah, or 2020? Yes. 2020, 2020 it was supposed to be yes. july of i think july of 2020 yes. which makes sense because as i started watching the movie and i realized the movie was taking place during the summer there yeah. was just that small part of me that went damn it oh. yeah mm-hmm. like yeah. there was supposed to be that there was supposed to be that synergy of a summer movie that totally. takes place during the like summer yeah. Yeah. well and and also i was and I, I didn't do the math in my head but i was looking at the years on the wall and like clearly they digitally changed the last one and i was like yeah there's there's probably a math that got all thrown off that they were trying to do with all this and yeah that bugged me yeah i noticed that in the scene with the um the thing across the in the in the tomb or whatever and then they had the numbers across i was like something's off here because like Mm -hmm. their math is not but they were yeah. doing it, I guess, for 2020 or 2019. Right. And so I mean, it was kind of like, wonder if they, why didn't they just leave it? Or I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't going to take me out of it. It'd be like, you know, everybody would understand that, hey, it's not 2021 here, you know. But I mean, uh, who knows? It was probably one yeah. of those decisions they went back and forth mm-hmm. on. But yeah. But, but yeah, it was. Uh, so the opening of the movie, man, I, I was like, I was actually, I was not expecting a full on egon opening like i was wondering going into this movie i was going how okay so i kept thinking how are they going to represent egon i mean obviously going by the trailer we were like all right so his family gets handed down this old creepy farmhouse which man that (laughs) the jokes on all that the dirt farmer had a family Uh, (laughs) i really didn't like it is he gonna be missed nope People in Somerville were not not too fond of Egon. (laughs) Pretty much everybody is not too fond of Egon. You know, in this whole movie, I mean, the family, the daughter, and it's just like, I didn't know this guy. He, you know, he just totally did not want me in his life, blah, blah, blah. When we first hear Ray talk about him, it was like, he was just like, Egon can go to hell. And I was like, whoa, that was like, oh, that was shocking. That was a, a I mean, even like the whole, like the opening night, the theater was like, people were like, oh, shit. That, yeah. that actually oh, worried me when I first started watching it because I was like, oh, no. I was like, they're going to play this up as he did some horrible, awful thing to the other team members. Until yeah. they explained it, I was like, oh, God. Oh, man. And it Don't so disrespect him like that. <laughs> so it pays off, which, uh, yeah, we'll get to. But, yeah, the fact that it opened up 
you know, obviously we get this shot of like, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, close encounters of the third kind, kind of kind of devil's mountain kind of thing. Yeah, where it's like, totally, you know, yes, which that was totally, was. I was getting that yes. vibe, which I think that's what they were kind of going for. Um, and we just see this like whirlwind of clouds and just, just craziness going on. And Egon is racing out of there. And like, at first I was like, Oh wait, that's, for, that's Egon. I'm like, are they going to show his face? They did such a great job of just kind of like letting you know that, yes, this is Egon. Like, yes. Shadow. Yes. It, was, it was so great because at no point did I feel taken out. No. <laughs> and, and I'm someone and I'm someone watching it going, I know Harold Ramis has passed on. Like, yeah. so I know why they're doing it. But, you know, but, you know, there's going to be someone else who doesn't who who doesn't get it. Like no. it's it, like they're they're just gonna go. It's kind of like when I took my wife to go see Rogue One, and she had no idea that you know oh. Peter Cushing was dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh that that, that and see, see you know what? And, and to that score, like I remember when that happened, and at first you see him through the glass, and I thought that was all we were gonna get. Yeah. Then he turns around, <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> the whole thing. You know? well, I, that, blew, that blew me away. But no, as far as this, I, I feel like the other half of why this doesn't take you out of it is because at least for me there was that part of it like okay clearly it's standing whatever they're doing that but i'm also trying to figure out what the hell is happening yes because because when i because i see because when the close of scene happens like okay he just fired a a particle accelerator into the air yeah why that's the thing (laughs) right and then what is then what's what is what is he doing and it's a so th- so already in my brain, I'm already like trying to figure out like what is the mystery? Like what is going on? And that was the that was the aspect of this movie that I did not expect was that no, we're actually going to unfold this for you and the main characters. They don't no. know what's happening, and neither do you. You're both going to learn at the same time. And there were at least three or four different light bulbs that happened through the movie. We're like, oh yeah. Okay, no. okay now I'm gonna I get it. And this is going to be like a vodka stream connection because I remember we talked Ghostbusters months ago at some point, and you guys brought up the video game because the video game oh, yeah. is the unknown yeah. Ghostbusters three script, and you guys talked about how it it's all it all revolves around Gozer in the yeah. video game, and I don't know why, but the way you guys talked about the video game and you talked about the Gozer connection. For some reason, the entire time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, "This is gonna be like Gozer again, right?" Yeah. And I do, and like, and like from the first shot, like the mountain, because yeah. I don't, I don't know why, but th- for some reason, however you described like the final boss level of the video game or something, like connected my brain, and maybe I just made up some shit. I don't know if I did or not, but so I was in on the idea that oh, this is Gozer, and then as the as the the clues like especially when they start talking about the mineral they used to mine i went wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. Again? <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I, I didn't think i didn't think that gozer at first when they in that opening scene i was like okay i was already thinking like okay what is going to be the like the thing of this movie like cuz they didn't even hint at it in trailers at all so i was like okay is this going to be gozer and then i thought like well, no, probably not, because we would have heard about like Gozer casting before the movie came out. Apparently yeah. not. I was like, surely we would have heard about this. <laughs> and then so I was like, the whole time I was like thinking, like, okay, is this like, are they going to bring back uh, a, a villain we've seen before? Or is this, what is this? 
and I was surprised. I was like, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> like, you're kind of wondering, like, okay, we we know we know that the the dogs um come back and we were like okay yeah we we were like okay so something's coming on with that and uh but yeah it wasn't like quite quite okay yeah there's got to be some kind of fighting yeah yeah well that's right because there was was too much like between the dogs and the smaller stay puffed marshmallow men it was like okay and and i think there was even and and i and i also saw a muncher and i also saw a shot of uh the the daughter wearing the for lack of a better way to put it the zool dress right yes. i saw no. a picture of that oh, yeah. i didn't like, do that actually i, I didn't, didn't see that, that so, right yeah. i saw a picture of that really? and i'm like okay this is re- that was where i started I, I will admit i i got a little concerned i'm like okay this this is giving me force awakens vibes oh just god for, just for like like before seeing the movie i was just like yeah. okay are we retelling the first movie for mm-hmm. the current generation, well, I don't, you know, well, sort of, it, it kind <laughs> of did, but yeah, well, in a new light, okay. It, don't worry, I have a very ironclad reason why this is not The Force Awakens. This is vastly better than what that movie did, in, in okay. my opinion, for sure. So, I, I, I agree I, with you, whatever you say, but but <laughs> but but that was but that was my initial concern when I started seeing the iconography. But I, I had no clue that we were actually going to see. Gozer in action whatsoever, yeah. or a pose, yeah. Shandor yeah. Yeah. for I mean, that matter. Yeah. I've yeah. Been yeah. That. Gozer oh yeah. For, yeah, for a while, uh, especially yeah. just follow. Yeah, I'm a when huge fan, I so I love that... to follow behind the scenes uh, whenever yeah. it comes to filming. So I was following that film since uh, the first uh, reel started, uh, and uh, just seeing the set photos, and I was sharing it with Dave years ago. I'm like, I think they're gonna have Shandor. I think Gozer's gonna be there. Because there was yeah. a couple of iconography of the Shandor's Pyramid throughout the town of Somerville, at the library, even uh, um, the police, wow. and there was even the mining, um, uh, the mining truck that uh, Egon was driving had the Shandor mining iconography. So right there, and then I knew Gozer had to be had to appear, or at least we're going to get Shandor uh, coming in as a possibly the big bad. Uh, and for me, that got exci- that got me excited because especially with the first movie. They never defeated her or him or whatever he wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> they just closed the door. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. They did just close the door. Very it wasn't. True. Yeah. That's... What you were talking about, Scott, with the um, with uh, Peter uh, Cushing in Rogue One, I think they did something better in this than they did in one of the mistakes, you know, because a lot of people were criticizing Rogue One because they were like, the CG's just not there yet. And it's an entirely digital mm-hmm. person. And it kind of has that weird, like you're looking at, it, you're like, this looks real, but it's also like not real. It's but the they, Uncanny Valley. Yeah, yeah. the Uncanny yeah. Valley with it. They did that perfectly in this opening scene where they're like, we're not going to show you a direct lighting on his face, on Egon's right. face. Because yeah. if they had done that, I think that entire thing would have like fallen apart. I would have, you know, we, we would have been like, no. But the, the, the way that he, Jason Reitman played it where it was like, he's half in shadows. He's looking through a mirror. You know, you see his hands stuff like the that hair you, the, the hair, hair you're like the hair's the glasses, yes the glasses and, were the big, and the um, weight too as well like kudos yeah. to the standing that they use so because uh, they use uh, the uh, harold ramus at that for uh, the later years and not uh his figure that we uh, saw like in 91 and uh 84 i thought i thought i'd heard something about the guy that played him in this was actually the guy that does his voice in the game is that really anybody know if that's true uh, I didn't know that. Uh, well, no, he, 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 he's in the yeah. game. Like, Ramus oh, like, like, oh, yeah. Murray yeah. and Aykroyd were all in the game. 
Yes. Well, okay, maybe it was the. Did he do it in the animated series? No, they maybe these guys didn't do the animated series. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, but he, but it was somebody that had been connected to Ghostbusters before that had that I thought I heard played Egon in the. Well, Aaron, what you might be thinking about is they did McKenna Grace did share that at the scene at the end was for the. With the physical, yeah, side, yeah, with um, the director Ivan, Ivan. Ivan yeah, yeah, yep. No, I just heard something about so the actor better. that played him in the beginning. Um, okay, that he was somebody that had been connected to it before. But maybe, maybe they, maybe he wasn't. Maybe that wasn't true. But I was like, that would be kind of cool if it was somebody that did a voice or was connected to it that got to play him like physically in the face. Uh, mm-hmm. in the movie, that would have been cool. Well, and, and and they were able to because of the way that they crafted the scene, you know, not giving him any dialogue, which was really like they they were able to make his character speak throughout this film in very mm-hmm. creative and in, mm-hmm. in, in in a couple cases really heartfelt ways, mm-hmm. and so so they were able to avoid because in Rogue One it's like well you you can't not have Tarkin speak, he yeah. has to have dialogue. It's just not going to work. Not only because of episode four but also because of clone wars which he's in you had to have him speak in this case you didn't have to have egon speak so they were able to be crafty and not have to worry about a voice or yeah. assigning any speech to him whatsoever because i think that's where they always slip up is like when somebody's talking and they're fully cg and you're looking at their mouth and you're like that's not quite what yeah. his mouth is supposed to be doing so that was smart right. actually that he didn't say anything but i feel like i got more emotion from him not saying anything than some CG characters that talk the whole time. So I was like, yeah, I would, I cool. going to completely agree with that, Aaron. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, the way they shot that scene, I was like, okay, that's cool. And then of course, you know, some callbacks too, that we saw in there. I mean, obviously we're talking about the chair. I mean, he's sitting in the chair and what happens in that chair, you know, there's a lot. And then of course that mist that comes into yes, oh, so there, which was actually the third terror dog. Oh, that was, was the really? third. See, this yeah. is why I provided Alex. He knows all these. Yeah, things. you just yeah, yeah I have no idea. Like when, when when these toys release, when you put them oh, together, yeah. you get what was called the Sentinel uh, Terror Dog. Oh, I was that's right. If this was oh, just that a one, oh, right, toy right. for just yeah. to have a toy, or was this going to be in the film? So, why mm. when the mist is right behind Egon, there is in the trailer of the dog it? with a different yeah. type of horn set. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't so like no, oh, okay, like yeah. That's in the yeah, trailer. Was, that's okay, in so one of our, 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 Yeah. I didn't know there was a third one. Wow. See, yep. there you go. That's, oh my god. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So um, so then of course, um the kid or we get to get to know the uh, uh of course Carrie Coon plays uh that's her name, right? Carrie Coon? Is that her yep. name? Yep. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's she was also name. in uh Avengers Infinity War. She played the main Proxima uh, Midnight. She, Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was, yeah. that's pretty much all i kind of like knew her from but... she was she's also in gone girl she's yeah. a sister in gone oh, that's girl right. and oh, right. yep. there it is yeah. okay there it you is. said that that's i'm the, like yeah, yeah that's that's the first she's been in a bunch of other stuff but that's the first thing i know her from yeah no man i mean uh, yeah okay so that no oh, totally didn't even put that together because i was like oh yeah i know her from endgame that's probably only it and i forgot to look at her imdb so thank you for that yeah because i knew there was like something else and i was like what is it because obviously in, in in infinity war i should say not endgame um well i guess she was also in endgame or no she got killed no, in the, yeah, yeah. The, the children yeah. i don't the children of thanos aren't in this yeah that's no, right they they're get yeah they're, in, the, yeah, they're in endgame but they're in flashbacks 
They're in like uh, the past. That oh, is. yes, That's you're right. Thing. You're right. But yeah, they, but, they're... but she's in it for like two seconds. Out of all the other ones, she's in it for yeah. like one, one or two yeah. seconds. <laughs> well, and, and it's all mocap, so you can't even tell unless yeah. you know her voice. She was really That's good in this, I mean. though. She was like fantastic. Yeah, the dynamic between this little family right here, I thought was pretty was pretty good. Like, of course, you got Finn. Uh, what's his name? Finn Wolfhard. Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. 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 There you go. From Stranger Things. And then, of course, uh, McKenna Grace. You know, wow. it's amazing wow. in this movie. And you know what's great about it? It's like mainly when you look at her IMDb, she always is young, whoever the main character is. She has yes. played so many young versions of different characters that I'm so I, glad I, she was the I star. Was you had brought that up, and I was testing that. Like, I went to, <laughs> like, when I was doing the review, like, I went to her wiki, and, and yeah, like, it is <laughs> absolute. And, and it's not Captain just Marvel, in Tanya. Right, young Tanya Harding, young Carol Danvers, young <laughs> Daphne Blake in Scoob, young yeah. Madison Lake in Malignant. That's just in her movies. Like if you go to TV, young Emma Swan in Once yeah. Upon a Time, young Sabrina Spellman in The Chilling Adventures. Every of child Sabrina. looked like McKenna Grace. Every woman. Know, that's what I, was, I made that joke. I'm like, does Hollywood think McKenna Grace looks like every young actress, like a young version of every actress in fucking Hollywood? Well, it's so good because you know this is probably one of the few times she's gotten to really like. She's not being like, okay, imitate this person when they like yeah. what you think they would be like mm -hmm. as a kid she just got to be like her own character now of course right. she was imitating a little bit having a little bit of like egon in her performance obviously yeah exactly yeah. she was that perfectly awkward smart I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I related to her way too much, and I should feel comfortable admitting. Like when she was telling, like I was honestly laughing at her awful jokes because I was like, "Oh, I know that." So bad. Yeah. I loved every single one of them. And and it's not an imitation. It's 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 lineage. It's like yes. It, mm -hmm. it, it, mm -hmm. It's one of those cases where you look at her and go, "I know whose kid. I know whose grandkid you are. I know exactly." Yeah. Who's grandkid you well, are? I, say, yeah, I still love the fact that her job. first joke is, why don't you trust Adams because they make up everything? I was like, oh yeah, my God, I know that joke. I, I know, know, we all know that joke. That was like the most, yeah. That the fact one that she used the joke, joke to yeah. actually help defeat the villain to V yeah. Gozer was He's, like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a callback to that. So yeah, perfect. No, but uh, yeah, when we when you get introduced, I mean, I thought the dynamic was pretty good because one of the things that even watching it the second time, I'm like, you know what? I mean, these kids are very she obviously is super smart and they established that right off the bat in their apartment. And she's like jacked in, you know, all the other power to try to like run stuff. But then what they also established, too, with um, Trevor is that he's very mechanical. You know, yes. like there's yes. like when they're when they're driving, when they're driving to Somerville, car breaks down and we see Trevor doing that. So that's why we OK, we can accept the fact that he gets the Ecto one to get going again because you needed right. somebody to fix that thing up. Uh, so, you know, they established that pretty good that, OK, these these kids are they're pretty good with their hands, which I you know, even though that they don't and they and even like the back and forth, I thought was all was all good and uh and the everything. mom the mom i thought was really interesting because one thing that some movies and uh, this is an aspect that i wanted to go ahead and bring up because i actually had to tell this to my sister because my nephew wanted to see this movie and hey, liam wants to see this movie and it was yeah. one of those like i'm gonna watch this first son you know like i'm i'm gonna be a good parent and i'm gonna actually watch <laughs> the movie before you watch it sure it's okay yeah yeah uh, 
this is actually like the most family friendly Ghostbusters of it really is of I'm all sure. of yeah. them. Yes, it is. And yeah. and you get that sense with the kids being the lead characters. And I was really concerned that with that, what normally happens in these kind of movies is you get the kids who are super resourceful and super smart, and then the adults are all you know flipping idiots. Yeah, like stupid. That's, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. And the mom, it's not that way. The mom is like, she's bitter without being nasty. She, you know, she, you you know that she kind of feels justified in how she feels about Egon because her dad just left her and she's not nasty or mean to her kids. Mm -hmm. She's actually just very real with them and they're very real with her. (laughs) It's it's organic. Yes. it, it, It doesn't like hit. It doesn't like, you know, you know, superimpose or, you know, like it doesn't hit any stereotypes. It's a case where, okay, yeah, I'm upset that my dad left, but I still have two kids to raise. I I have to. And so this is a woman that has accepted that responsibility and is going to remain balanced while still having while still harboring those feelings for the dad that left her. That's yeah. real. That's an organic For the first thing. time in a long so. time, this was like a movie that I actually believe. Like I understood both sides of where they were coming from. Like I understood what Egon was trying to do, and the fact that he was mm-hmm. he was working on something and he couldn't, you know, to a degree he couldn't contact anybody. He was he was scared and paranoid. And then I also understood Carrie Coon's character, where she was like, "Well, I just heard nothing from him. He just left one day, and then you know, he doesn't care about me." I was like, I understand like where both of them are coming from, which usually doesn't happen because I'm like. I usually just am like one side. I'm like, yeah, that makes more sense. But this was like, they, they played this off really realistically. Like I thought yeah. once I knew had the full context, obviously at the end of the uh, movie. Okay. So let me ask you guys yeah. when, and maybe this is just me. Like, I just know how movies work. And so I just kind of like guessed this going into it. But when, but when stand in Egon, the beginning of the movie and the prologue has got the, the, the ghost scanner. When I saw the antenna oh, go yeah. straight up, which is not something that happens in no, and it's like it, a it's, no, like a, it's a new right. Egon upgrade. It, right, yeah. it's it's a new thing. And then you know he got enveloped. I don't know why, but I immediately went after a lot. He's going to be a ghost. Like like yeah. in my brain, I made that connection. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't put that together at first, to be honest. And I was like, oh man, okay. So I wonder. I just kind of went. I wonder how they're going to do a cut. They got to do something towards the end. But then I didn't yeah. like put it together at first that when they first when they get to the house and uh, Phoebe has that chessboard, and then all of a sudden, like when she woke up and the a pawn was moved, I was like, oh, that's where it hit me. I'm like, oh, Egon's trying to con, like trying to contact her. Yeah, it, it, it that actually, visual thing that they did was so amazing. Where when he the smoke envelops him and then it falls and then you see it light up as soon as he falls and go off and I was like, oh my god, that's such a good way to like it, portray it, that he's a ghost. It, it actually <sighs> didn't hit me that it was him until the scene where she the, the, the one of the scenes that I'm talking about where they were just really clever and I love how they did it was when she is repairing the proton pack mm. and mm-hmm. it's and and that light. Like yeah. the, 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 the light overhead, yeah. like and and you know, the, and he's he's motioning things in place. And I my favorite part is like when he's like she, she she's she's understanding she's at this point where it's like okay i know who i'm talking to and she's just like how do you know all of this and the light points to all the degrees <laughs> <It's all laughs> the on the wall yeah. oh yeah uh, you're a genius yeah, yeah. got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> understood and, and that's what i love about the phoebe character and she even explains it too where it's like you know she just processes 
things differently. You know, they establish when she starts talking to podcasts, which another character that I thought was great. I love her. You know, podcast is my favorite. Podcast is my favorite. I love podcasts. And I'll tell you what I love about podcasts. I, there's a part of me that when he, you know, especially since he sought her out in that summer class, right? Because she's making no friends. Nobody else is interested in like anything. So like, he is you know seeking her out because she's the weirdest one and he that's what he gravitates towards and so this whole time i'm like this is what happened when ray and egon first met each other probably huh yeah. this is totally like like ray and egon as kids this is totally like how their friendship started it's totally <laughs> what this like is you're weird too nice yeah. <laughs> Let's hang out yeah you got the awkward weird guy and the guy that like likes to talk 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 like you know just talk i mean maybe it's like a combination even podcast might be, even be like a combination of ray and peter like slightly because he's funny and but he's also he knows his shit you know kind of thing yeah. and, well you know. all the occult all the occult stuff because that's because that, and that and a lot of ray is like comes from Ackroyd's like like he has like that thing with the occult that obsession and, like, with all that shit yeah totally like so the Ray character his whole family yeah. Yeah. yeah so so like the Ray character is really steeped in his own personal lore so that's why it's like all the stuff that podcast knew and I love the we'll get to it later but I love <laughs> I love I love his one follower you're the better the watcher but but podcast was also when we're talking about like tropes. In in these kind of family esque movies, dude, I as soon as podcast happened, I my like my arms immediately crossed because I was like, oh god, this you're gonna, is be, gonna be you're gonna be annoying. You're, you're gonna, gonna be, be that kid. annoying <laughs> yeah. weird kid, right? And then I found myself enjoying podcasts at the entire movie, going, dude, you threaded <laughs> a needle. Yeah, good on you, kid. Like you were made adorable and entertaining mm-hmm. and never became an annoying pain in the ass. Good on you. Because you get another kid actor with the exact same dialogue, and that kid is a is an annoying pain in the ass for most of this movie. But right. that kid and nailed it. Alex, where you're no, and the crazy thing about that kid, that was his first feature, in fact, his first yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. What? He was only casted was for like, a couple commercials. That was it. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. strict nobody. I'll also take this time to part. I watched uh, an interview with him and Celeste O'Connor, who plays uh, the girl. Um, he has, the puberty is hit, so that voice is gone. <laughs> Oh. That, voice, that, 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 that voice is gone and he's taller now so of course. yeah you gotta you gotta remember this this so movie was shot just summer of 2019 oh 2019 that's right yeah, yeah. So, so two years ago so of course he just it was right before oh yeah because they revealed that uh they revealed that shot that they shot just for the trailer of where it was panning in and they the tarp comes off the the ecto uh they they released that in like mid 2019 because yeah. that was like the first thing from the movie, yeah. and they were like filming now, so that's yeah, yeah I yeah. guess he that had like nowhere that's yeah. insane. That came out of nowhere, that definitely did. And I love how they tease that in the movie, too, where like you know, um, Trevor's out there like looking like in the creepy garage, he's got his cell phone light, and then right as he lifts and you see the logo, it just goes out. <laughs> it's like, yes, you <laughs> guys, oh man, talk about your build up the build up to all the stuff but and and, and yeah. to finn's credit finn yeah. has been 
he got put into a lot of things when Stranger Things kind of hit, and he has not always been in the best movies, or they've or they've put him in roles that he's been like really super annoying. I liked him in this movie because they didn't like he tried to be cool, and mm-hmm. he so wasn't. Yeah, and and, and and yet it worked for him because I'm. I saw him in the Goldfinch, and there's so many things wrong with that movie. <laughs> and him doing a Russian accent the whole movie. Was oh one boy! Of them. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. So it was nice to see this movie and go. Okay, Finn, you kind of you finally redeemed yourself in something that's not Stranger Things. Don't put Goldfinch on your list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No. The, thing, the thing I liked about his character was that he, it was like you had him and his sister, and like. She was aware. She knew she was nerdy and was like, she just accepted it and was and was fine with it. He was like more so how some kids are. Like I, I was at one point where it was like I just wanted to be cool. Like yeah. I knew I was, I, I knew I was nerdy deep down, but I wanted to be cool. And Phoebe was just like, I'm happy being a nerd. Like you know, and and he was like trying to hang out with the cool kids, and they were like giving him crap and stuff. And I liked how they they were brother and sister, but they weren't both the same character because a lot of the times you'll either just have like a jerky older brother and like a you know a nice little brother or something but they they were different but the same which was cool i like that yeah the, the one that like drawback i had with a trouble character and i loved it but i, I just kind of felt like there was a lot of his story was left in the cutting room uh, floor because there was some aspects of the film that i totally forgot trevor was in it whatsoever until all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. boom He's there. So it was like in a storyline, like for me, like it was getting interesting, but then it kind of felt like as though like we are going to be using him as a plot device just to put him in the jumpsuit because we need a third member and oh, let's put a love interest. The, as uh, the sheriff so I, too. I, it, yeah. He was yeah. another one. Yeah. They introduced the sheriff and he was like, I thought he was going to play the, uh, the character that's like um, uh, Walter Peck was where he's mm-hmm. like the skeptic guy. And then I was like, oh, and he's going to be the sheriff of the town, so he's going to have the authority to, like, stop him. He's going to be like, no, you're not allowed to go up to the mountain and do all this stuff, and that mine's closed. And then he just showed up in the one scene, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so he, he, got, just, he, he got the line of, who are you going to call? Who are you going to call, right. yeah. yeah he, I was he, like, he, so did they introduce yeah. him just to, like... <laughs> I, 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 I really yeah, feel a, like... I, there's got to be more was, into that film. I, I, well, yeah, and there are those actually weren't the parts that I thought like kind of there are a few things in the movie where I do feel like, okay, if you had made this 10 minutes longer, this probably would have filled out a little bit more. I didn't, I was a scene in the movie that I think is like five, five, 10 minutes longer, and I think it got sliced and diced. And it was the only time I felt that way in the entire movie. So, um, when Gozer gets resurrected. Okay, yes, yes. Goes in resurrection, it gets really choppy and really cutty. And JK Simmons is in the movie and he gets like five seconds. Right, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Right, right there. Yeah, like the the, the, that that part right there where it's like, okay, this is a little this is a little quick. You know, like like from the point that from the point that Gruberson gets possessed, like all through, you know, like and, and like all of that, like it that was longer in the first movie. Well, he literally sits up yeah. out of the coffin and then he's up and he says two lines and she's like, you're dead. And that was and it. Like, half. I was like, right. Why'd you cast yeah. J.K. Simmons in this? Like, what yeah. was the point of casting him as, as Shandor? If you just like dead, like, well, right. maybe, well, maybe, maybe he was just on the Sony lot one day and we just walking around. And, well, no, he was filming Simmons no way home. Well, J.K. <laughs> Simmons has also been in other, uh, Jason Reitman movies. 
Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, he I'm calls in a. Actually, one that Tim and I are going to be talking about pretty soon. Uh, Thank you for smoking. Yeah, okay. I think was yeah. one of right. Actually, the first Jason Reitman movie I can remember seeing because he wrote and directed that one. And Eckhart, uh, right? Yeah, Aaron Eckhart. Eckhart. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and Simmons is in that because everyone's in that movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those movies you go. Oh, you, oh, were there, and yeah. you were there, and you were there, and you were there. But like, as far as far as the whole sheriff thing, I really feel like that was just to get them in jail. Because they wanted yeah. a recreation of the jail yeah. scene, which was yeah, fine. Some... Yeah. So. yeah, I just feel like maybe there's like a, a like a scene or two where like because they reveal that like they did that big thing of like oh his daughter is the one that Finn Wolfhard's character is yeah. is is likes, and I mm -hmm. thought like oh surely they're gonna have him say well you're not taking my daughter up up there, you know, and and doing whatever you're trying to do up there. If there's an earthquake or something going on, I don't yeah. want her in the middle of it. And then like kind of makes you just, wonder. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, there's got to be something yeah. in there with him because because like when when that whole thing starts happening, I mean they 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 go back to the play uh, to the uh, police station and everybody's gone. They're like just gone and they're like, okay, let's yeah. take the other one, let's just leave. And it was like, huh. Yeah, I thought he would like stop like, them yeah. from trying to get the stuff out of lockup too. Yeah. Like when they were trying to get the stuff yeah. out, he comes around and is like, where are you going with that? Like <laughs> you know, no, yeah. nothing. He just you know he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there might be, there might have been something else there, or something like that. But yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised like if we get that, an extended edition on release on the right Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the so. right there's, right there's, there's shots in the trailer that never made it to this film, and uh, again, with the just the third act, it felt extremely choppy, but miraculously landed. It works. Yeah. Yes, it works. it works. Just the final fifteen minutes, perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, well, the, the, right, and, and and right there, the final fifteen minutes, like whatever choppiness you were dealing with beforehand, is like, I'll forgive it. <laughs> no, it's, I don't I'll care. Yeah. Like, I know. Just right when they just let the mountain, I'm like, okay, I, I'm good. But, yeah. but, the, but but even like with the uh, but but the, but also, I think they were probably like, I had veteran guess they're probably going through it because there's definitely a goonies feel with these kids oh yeah yes. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. with with well, respect to you know like like you're right they didn't dumb down any of the adults which was good but there's still an, a, a a measure of the kids are going to figure this out the kids yeah. are going to solve this and there's totally you know the point where they're all in the mine shaft together like and they piece together what the the plan is like when they start really putting together what egon's plan was and what he was worried about it it was it was straight Goonies. It's like okay, the kids have taken control of the movie, and this is their adventure, and we are following them. And yeah. that was awesome. I really like that the, the way that they set that up. Yeah, they did a good job. I mean, even when they introduce uh, Gruberson, I mean, like uh, first off, Paul Rudd, you just can't. Uh, I mean, just great, just a great. And, and the fact that he, the fact that he's like this summer school teacher that just puts on Cujo and Child's Play. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. Good. Yeah. It has a VHS of Cujo. <laughs> I know, it's just like so ridiculous. But at the same time, it's like, well, we're establishing why. I mean, he's he's a seismologist that's trying to look at things. And I love the uh, the first interaction between him and Phoebe because she just, after an earthquake happens, she's just like, well, I'm going to see what the teacher's doing. And, and then all of a sudden, she just like knows everything. And he's just like, huh, well, well, look at this. Look at this awesome little girl because all these other kids, not so much. Not so much. No. And I like this one. I like this one. Uh, so. I, I like it. I like it when he's talking to Phoebe and he's like, So do you know this? He goes, Yes, because I'm not an idiot. 
<laughs> yeah. With uh, with Gerberson, I actually funny story. I I texted a uh, substitute that I had in school after I saw the movie, and I was like, "Did you watch Ghostbusters Afterlife?" And he was like, "Yeah, I did." I was like, "You were Gruberson. You were freaking Gruberson." Because every single time he subbed, he would come in and be like, "Do you guys just want to watch a movie?" And we'd be like, yeah. yeah, and we thought, oh, surely he's going to put on, like, a science movie. No, he would just bring in, like, movies that he had and just pop them in. And I was like, that is literally you. Like, and, and I was always connected to him because he was a big geek, and so was I. And we were in, like, he would he substituted for, like, my P.E. class, and we still watched a movie one day. Like, <laughs> like so I, immediately wow. I was like, Gruberson is, like, wow. the sub. Like, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Paul Rudd was great, uh, especially when they uh, do the testing of like the trap. Like after, well, this is after they did the testing, of course, with the uh, proton mm -hmm. pack. Oh uh, well, no, that's not after. No, no, the testing was before because they released that that third demon dog, whatever, right? Because that's what's but that's what Egon had trapped in there was was that was that guy. With, and, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, yes, that's right. Yes. Um, so. When they do the test, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a cool little funny scene, obviously. And then when it ends, too, just like, ah, we got to get out of here. And she's all, you're an adult. And he goes, yeah. Yeah. Liable. <laughs> oh, man. And then, of course, takes him home because, you know, and, and then we have this scene where, and then cool little, obviously, callback, the stacked books. Yes. And, uh, yes. In the living room. I mean, that was like 100%. It was like the first thing I saw in there. Was there anything else, like, in that, like, the opening toaster. scene that, Okay, the so toaster. we're yeah. the toaster. toaster was in the, yep. I didn't see mm -hmm. the toaster even the second time. I was like, but that's, Shit, that's from the second movie. Yes, <laughs> which everybody says there's they're trying to claim it's not canon. References and I'm like, of the second movie in this movie. Yeah, so the toaster was what? Where just it was like in the background of one shot. I I saw okay. it for sure. There's I, a lot of stuff just in the background. Like yeah, yeah. yeah I know. This movie's like an Easter egg hunt. And and Aaron, there is nothing. The crunch bar, the Twinkie. Yeah, Aaron, there's cool. nothing that this movie officially does to wipe to retcon the second movie. Oh, it, I know, this movie I know. Is not officially. Oh, yeah. I just saw a lot of people being like, "Yeah, this is this movie disrespects the second movie," and I'm like, "How?" Ray's at the How? occult bookstore. Yeah, right. that's, 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 the biggest, that's the biggest right. connection. That's and the Jason Reitman had to come out and be like, "No, guys, this is definitely canon to the second <laughs> movie. I wouldn't have put in like a million references if it wasn't." Only thing, like, if I remember correctly, in Egon's lab uh, underground, there was I think a jar. Pink mood slime on the yes, shelf. There was along with uh, yes, there was that. I was looking around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there yes, you go. Just because yes, they didn't have like, yeah, because they didn't you know, show a like YouTube an video. Of, that's uh, the thing. That's the thing I, that I did find kind of weird was the fact that when they were going back and looking at the old videos, there was no reference of, well, yeah. And then the Ghostbusters made the Statue of Liberty walk on 1989. <laughs> you know, I would have thought maybe they would have like kind of showed like something, but they made they the, all the videos that we saw were just from the 1984 Gozer attack. They should so have made a I cell phone like, joke, honestly. Yeah, right. <laughs> that <laughs> that was, like, yeah. cell phones. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was probably the decision there, though, Dave, because they're, they're probably since, since Gozer is coming back, and since that's like the whole point, they were just like, well, let's just stick to the first one. As far yeah. as like any major yeah. plot references, like to any of the pet, because you don't want to confuse anybody and think, and because because somebody would be like, well, then where's Vigo's painting? Or anything yeah, like yeah. that. When's he coming yeah. back? And if they, and if they do do that with the sequel, maybe then they'll be like, oh yeah. And by the way, like and then and then this time maybe the old dude, you know, the old guys will have more predominant role. 
were there like going, okay, yeah, yeah, we dealt with this guy before. Check this out. And they show maybe, yeah, the Statue of Liberty walking or whatever in the, the freaking museum wrapped around, you know, slime, a slime, slime. shell. You know, or something like that. So maybe, maybe that, yeah, maybe they wanted to I be like, oh, Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. That's uh, what see, I'm going to Oscar and his mom, definitely, yes. If they Oscar, that, you sure. know what? Oscar is older than Aaron. <laughs> that is point. true. I mean, Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, so, there was, yeah. yeah. But both so of them are like cousin, cousin, 89, yeah. Yeah, because it, it was, 30 uh, years cause, old. Because that was totally the, it was twin babies. That they did yeah, the Dusseldorfs, I, I think, were yeah. their na- were their real life names. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's gonna be interesting. Like, uh, you know, if they, you know, if a sequel happens, they're gonna bring him. But uh, yeah, a lot of little callbacks. I mean, obviously, when she first, I, I love the uh, switch me on when she like tells podcast. Oh. Switch on the, on the, oh, yeah. the, 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 you brought up the testing scene earlier, and seriously, yeah. how was that not all of our dreams, dude? To, like, <laughs> dude, to, 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 to like be in a yard and just like. To, you to test the damn shoot, shoot the damn thing yeah. into the air. Yeah, I mean, and just like the sound of it and how they emphasized all that. I mean, it was such it was so beautiful because we have a we had a little bit of the sound effects in that opening scene because when we see, you know, I guess Egon did it just shot, you know, just up into the the clouds and whatever the hell. But just to have that, you know, the testing of the proton pack and you hear it like turn on, just everything warm up and then the and then just the, all the noises, it's just like, oh, it's so beautiful. Like, go back to what Aaron yeah. said, though, having just a little red different. light to let you know yeah. that yeah, something's in it. Yeah. That's the blinking right. red light, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yay. Right. This yeah. movie definitely said, rewarded me watching the 1984 movie, like, the night before I went to go see it. Like, yes. That's what I did, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you were right, Alex. What you were saying is, like, it's there's a different kind of sound to it, slightly. Yeah, it was know? a different sound and also a different um, uh, initial setup with uh, Egon's proton pack. Because yeah. remember with the cyclotron, with the four lights uh, blinking, you was just mm-hmm. like, you know, one, two, three, four. But for Egon, uh, for whatever reason, I didn't really explain it in this film, that it's like the cyclotrons are going a lot faster than all the mm-hmm. other ones. Uh, so you must have like done something to the pack uh, uh, throughout the years. Uh. Well, he did buy a lot of weird stuff from the hardware store, so that yeah, was probably yeah. and <laughs> that was that guy's number one best customer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, the dirt farmer. The dirt farmer. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no, that's like every kid's dream, right there. So I mean, it's funny too because even when she puts it on, you could tell like how awkward and heavy it is. Like even like she tries to pull the stick, you know, and she's just like, mm-hmm. eh, eh, like that. It's just it's so awkward, and then when it happens and then of course i love how, how podcast has raised like goggles but it's a fucking like polaroid right. camera thing right right and like right there like that was totally where i just got the whole uh, young ray yeah. and young egon yeah, totally yeah pretty much whole, yeah. when the kids all became the team yeah. you know, that was all things they were all proxies it's like exactly. you're egon you're ray you're winston and you're yeah. peter like exactly this, it's Trevor's trying to put the moves, so that's like which, Peter. Which, yeah. which yes, which, which yes, that's why she's black. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean come on. But she is, 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 I know, is, yeah, yes, totally as we could say it, that. It, it, but at the same time, she's very much not part of the story where she's just like, What? Like, I don't even right. like she's just like just got wrapped up into it because 
she just happened she, i think to she knew less voice. than like than than what he even did in the in the original yeah. movie like because at least he like went in and he, they kind of showed him stuff she just kind of like was like hey guys uh what is going on she has an <laughs> like, scene at the end though and she just kicks open the door and just yes <laughs> well, i was, was like yes! but of course then you know then she i'm glad she got a moment <laughs> she, she got over a, a little bit <laughs> What a good moment, but uh, um, well, they, they, they all had they all they, they gave they all them all moments, uh, and, and, and some were like you know, like current because podcasts was totally like that, that was like his moment, but also like a flashback or like a, a callback, rather, like mm-hmm. you know, when with the you know, when he gets out of the when he gets out of the car with the with all the marshmallows. <laughs> oh, yeah. That scene where he's that. got, and this is just coming uh, from me as a uh, Jurassic Park fan, but that scene where he's got the taser thing on the end of it, and he's he's uh, zapping the Stay Puffs, reminded me of the Jurassic Park, the Lost World, when the guy's yeah. like, he finds out he's like zapping the compies. Oh, that was yeah. like that reminded me so much of that scene where he's like, wait a minute, this works. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is. I don't know if this is supposed to be a callback to that, but that's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of those little marshmallow dudes, I mean. <laughs> I remember just the, watching an opening night with a bunch of you know fans to like that. That one got just laughs on top of laughs because it was so like it was it was a little bit morbid, but at the same time, it's like these are just little marshmallows. Yeah, they're adorable, but they don't care. They're, they're stabbing each other with with oh. toothpicks and frying each other. Like I like the one walking across the grill and just melting. It. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a smile on his face. He's just like oh, oh, that was oh, the funniest oh, part about it. Oh, is they're the all like the happy, just floating in the air. <laughs> yes, and then, yeah, the blender, and you're like, the oh, blender, you're yes, all the different the blender, ones, and then all of yeah. a sudden it just, and you just see the the face just smear, it's but it's still got a smile. So you you accept it. You're like, yeah, they're adorable, but they're evil little 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 fuckers. That whole man. scene Come was on. fantastic. That that whole scene, especially like, <laughs> it's so weird to see. I feel like we don't ever see something tear up a Walmart in movies. Like it's a normal Walmart, but like it, I almost felt like I was watching a commercial for something at some point. A little bit, right? He was going to pick up a Dr. Pepper and be like, you know, like it it was so weird, but it was like kind of cool. Like I'm like this, this. Well, he did uh, get the Baskin Robbins ice cream. So yeah, that's true. Because it was all Baskin Robbins. That's true. Yeah, that must have been a that had to be a reference. Like a reference to what Ant Man when he worked it. No, but no, it. That's that that scene right there was. Uh, I mean, it's just obviously it's Paul Rudd. It's great. I, I just love how he's walking in. He's just such a happy dude. I mean, he was like <laughs> he he had, he had a date kind of ruined, but he looked at the the positive side about it, and it's like, yeah, we went to jail. We you know it's fine. We can't top this. Uh, so you know, but at the end of the night, he just wants to go get some ice cream and go home and just eat some ice cream, and he ends up finding these little marshmallows, and then he sees a big de- demonic dog, and I love it when he's just like. Hey, buddy! Oh, he's just, he's to be, and then he just throws his ice cream at him. You know, I hate when that happens when I'm at Walmart. That's just the worst. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, dog. What's his drink? I, I've Walmart seen scarier. Like, I've like seen scarier. Kind of empty. What's that? Yeah, no, that, yes, no. At that time at night, yeah. I no, I've been at a Walmart. No, that was not oh, it, late, late night Walmarts. Yes, that's why you got to remember. It, it, you got to remember it's Somerville too. So, it, it, oh, that's it, true. Yeah, it, it, it is. I will tell you, in the Midwest, it, and maybe it's the same way in the South, Scott, but it's very annoying because they'll have like two registers open total. <laughs> oh, yeah, out of like twenty. Yeah, self checkout for me. <laughs> right. Well, well, but but depending on like a, and and not so much anymore because they're not twenty four hours anymore. But when they were, oh, they close the self checkouts a lot of times. Oh, and oh. like you know to and and it was oh. just you're funneling through 
one of these go. two or three lanes. Yeah, no, I, I, I would not I would go that go. way. But, <laughs> oh, no, I mean, but, yeah, but in, Cal- in Southern California, whew, it's still pretty busy when it comes to Walmart. Yeah, so I'm with you, there. Scott. Here in the South, it's like empty, and they're most yeah, it's empty in the, in the Walmart. So. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always full of Miami. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, further you south than both of us well, are. That's so. the thing. I mean, like yeah. when you when he when you when when the 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 marsh when he's looking at all the little mini marsh state stay puff dudes and then hearing you hear a commotion you hear people scream and they probably just whoever was in there just booked it out of there so it was like mm-hmm. he was just left there and I know as soon as like that happened I'm like oh he's gonna be the keymaster shit yes. mm-hmm. no as as was like oh, okay that makes sense he's the Rick Moranis character yeah exactly like, basically. Yeah. Which, by yeah. the way, I was really hoping. I know he's not acting much anymore, but I was kind of hoping. He I know. I think we all. He, he, he uh, was oh, the God. one, right? He he was the one missing, just the one. Maybe the right? sequel. No, just, there was actually two. Him. I'm gonna say there was actually two. No Slimer. Well, well, but that's Muncher is. Yeah, Muncher is a version yeah. of Slimer. I, I get that, but yeah. you know, it's still not Slimer. Yeah, yeah. You it's know, that's true. that's the thing. You know, but he is like a version of it. Sure, mm-hmm. it was almost like kind of like I remember when I first saw when they first released the image of Muncher. I was like, man, that's like Slimer and Stay Puft kind of mixed together a little bit. I thought, but mm-hmm. now nah, it's just a version of yeah. another know, version. Of, like, the yeah. character I was missing was hoping he may appear like in the second. Post credit scene. Yeah, me too. Just yeah. Like maybe disappear at the firehouse, but yeah, no. Yeah, that would have been cool. No, I was missing the giant, uh, the giant uh, Ghostbusters logo. You know, the one that in the 2016 movie. I was kind of hoping he would pop up and uh, do something. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> to- right. Total sarcasm. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 yeah, the logo I'm, came. I'm, to it was their giant I'm, logo. <laughs> I'm probably the only one of the five of us that likes that movie for what it is. <laughs> no, I, I like yeah, the comedy. Right, right? You're, not the, you're not the only one. I enjoyed it. Okay. Like, I, All right, I good. Into, I've I never seen it. You're the, I have you're the no other one. Whatsoever. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Alex, you're the like other one. Thank a, you. I, I like you. it as a movie. I don't like it as a Ghostbusters movie. It's a great like I, comedy. I, I have I have come to realize as, as much as I've come to be a little annoyed with the term multiverse these days, I think that it absolutely applies to that movie. It happens in a completely different multiverse than this timeline okay. is. Yeah, see, I'm with you on that too, where I, I even said it too, like even talking about it. If this was if that wasn't a Ghostbusters movie, because like the first half hour I actually was enjoying it. I like mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy and, and Kristen Wig. And I thought if that wasn't it was only when they got into the Ghostbuster stuff where I went, I can't I can't I can't I can't <laughs> I'm sorry I can't you know it just got a it just it got too and they and they referenced like Zool at the end too a long SNL yeah. sketch. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, and see, Alex, and that's 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 kind of my thing. Where like where I talk to people about like it's almost kind of unfair compared, yeah. and I know it, it it shouldn't be because it's a Ghostbusters movie, but you got to understand that the the original Ghostbusters films that's the not ready for primetime players plus the SCTV guys, and that was just a oh, different. No, 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 no right. I'm 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 with you. Like my right. main issue with uh, that film, like I loved I love the cast, especially if I if someone told me that um the new ghostbusters that they're going to be doing it's a reboot and it's gonna be all female cast i would have like those four um actresses would have been in my uh, uh top 10 so right right there i i accept i fully accepted accepted it paul Feig love his films yeah but yeah. just coming yeah. into it, 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 it for me it just felt like the writing was a bit off but then also it just took away what made ghostbusters special and uh, like one of the scenes, like for me, that like to this day is cringe on that yeah. film. And uh, this is someone who was a fan, and I own it, and I 
watched it a few times and I just rewatched it just last week. Was the, uh, the testing of the proton pack, uh, comparing it to the 1984, because the, those scenes, how they were constructed, was essentially just showcasing how dangerous that uh, the proton pack is. 84 yeah. was a 30 second elevator scene, just stating <laughs> that we're wearing unlicensed yeah. nuclear accelerators. Egon yeah. stating, I didn't even test these, it's my fault. And Ray, hey, switch me on, and Egon moving to the side. That's all you <laughs> need to know. The side. He got and then Oh, we're gonna split up. We're gonna be doing more damage. So yeah. that right there is like you know thirty seconds to almost a minute. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. Um, you have um, uh, can we kind of just explain the proton pack and going through all the elements? Which, if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, everything she's talking about like was in the original uh, proton pack. So for me, it's like awesome Easter eggs, but it was like pro- too prolonged. Trying to like, sound too sciencey and like you know, hey, we're smart about this, and then going to the alleyway and just giving it to Melissa McCarthy and just saying like, hey, plant your feet and just let it rip, and of course you have um, uh, then stepping back as like a nice little callback, and then once she shoots, now she's riding a proton stream, stating she's riding a gator. So you kind of like you know, just say like you know, hey, we're just joking about how dangerous these things are, and we're just gonna like you know, shit on it. That, for me, that was I mean, the one thing that good thing it, that the kids it, it, it tore me apart. Like it took away the seriousness behind what Ghostbusters was and made it too much of a comedy. And okay, before well, Ghostbusters response. was like it was like before, before, before like Scott, go ahead. Go. I gotta go, guys. You gotta Sorry. go. <laughs> Take it easy, All Scott. Right. See you later. All right. Take it All easy. Scott, Alex, to what you're saying, like that 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 goes into my point is like I don't like necessarily. Like, it, it's a different. It's a different form of comedy, like they're the comedy you know, of, of know, Melissa McCarthy. It's, it's a, and, for me, and Chris, like I felt as though it, yeah. if it was a Paul Feig film, it was a great Paul uh, Feig film, yeah, right? And, and, but, and, but in the vein of Ghostbusters, not and, so much. But right. I do respect where he was going with it because right. there's a lot of ideas they put in that were very original. That actually we do see in the new uh, um, Afterlife film, uh, especially the upgrading of the packs uh, and. There's a lot of good things uh, that I, I came out of that film, but uh, just uh, calling it like the disaster that it was, uh, and he had Gamergate and everyone just going against it, it, it that wasn't completely unfair. Yeah. Like, for I, me. I, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, you know, it is what it is. It's just a different, it was made for a different generation. It was made for a different audience. It's, it was mm-hmm. not made for the audience that like digs the originals or this movie. It just wasn't. Exactly. And what it did was it did bring in a new audience. Uh, to fall in love uh, with uh, Ghostbusters because when you look at the like you know the Comic Cons from 2016 and on, the amount of the cosplays that we saw, both male and female, just wearing the new proton packs and uh, the jumpsuits, was phenomenal. So yeah, right and who there, knows? Revitalize, it revitalized Ghostbusters. I think part of the problem that's all, needed, with the, that's all we needed to do. I think part of the problem with the 2016 movie that people that some people had, and like I said, I like it as a movie, was that it was the the marketing when they first started off marketing on it, it was a little bit weird. Because they they had that teaser that was like thirty years ago, four scientists saved New York City, and now a new team will mm-hmm. answer the call. And you're like, oh shit! Like, and then you find it, out that the original the cast are going to be in it, and you're like, oh okay. And then I, I hated have, all their cameos. Yeah, they literally had Dan Aykroyd yeah. be like, oh, yeah. that's a class whatever like apparition, <laughs> you know? Seven, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and he, you're but, like, but, is he still is is that his character? Like. Right, you know, what's going on? Like, none of them are playing. Yeah, and Bill Murray got his wish. He got killed off. 
<laughs> well, it, yeah. it, 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 he got killed off playing another version of Walter Peck. Yeah, actually, yeah. Essentially essentially it was just it was, was confusing yeah. the way that they marketed it, and I think that yeah. was a big problem of, yeah. of mm-hmm. self. Yeah. Yeah. and then they made Stay Puft a uh, an evil possessed. I hated that villain, villain character. Yeah, that guy, uh, the, the bad guy, was so stupid. Yeah, it was. He's like, was, quit yeah, picking yeah. on me, like. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, let's, yeah, let's get back to Afterlife. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to Afterlife, but you know, I mean, yeah, I would say multiverse. There could be something with that, and maybe they will touch with that, which that's uh, one of the final questions i'm going to ask you guys at the end of this thing is uh something that kind of came around the timeline where i was like hmm interesting but um so uh where were we okay so all the possess you know it's happening and um obviously we get that nice little moment too where um where egon's daughter finally realizes that yes your dad oh, did care about wall. you it was, yeah the, the wall like, of pictures like yeah. he led her into the secret little layer i guess she, egon's layer and then just show like the the wall full of pictures mm-hmm. of her i mean yeah touching moment touching moment which i was yeah. like all right yeah can we like rewind back to the police scene because right, oh, there's yeah. one moment that i loved and mm-hmm. it kind of like you know uh it, for me i kind of felt a little sour like how they treated the egon character on the first two acts just yeah essentially like you know shitting on him but right when the show just like you know, mentioned uh, like you know just uh, I remember what was the comment that he said about the dirt farmer, Phoebe, just like the audience, just taking out oh, the yeah. proton pack and just yes. aiming it right at him. Just saying, like, no that was like, yeah, you have no idea like, what he has sacrificed just to do what he did. Yeah, she, yeah. she, she right she, there, I'm she, like, okay. When she payback, started, the, the payback for this is going to be beautiful. Wonder when she there. started taking ownership of her mm. grandfather, when, 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 and it, and I, connecting to that, Alex, there was also that scene where she got really emotional with her mother about him. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. Because she, she like knew, and she yeah. knew who Egon was, and she kept it from her. Right. And, 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 and there was like this real strong resentment from her, like, he was a scientist just like me why would you keep this from me? This is who I am. This is yeah. literally, I'm not weird. Not this is literally you. what I was yeah. supposed yeah. to and, be. And Kara Kuhn's character, like in her response, I'm so glad that you found yourself here, but you can't be doing this. Yeah. I honestly, and then, and, I, I thought and then even that like they... before, sorry, but like before that, when she actually calls Ray, you know, and then we get that little backstory mm-hmm. of like, you know, and I love that conversation. It's pretty fantastic where it's just, you know, at first Ray's like, oh God. And as soon as like she says, Are you race dancing? She's like, All right, then I'm gonna go. And it's like she's like, Oh, there's somebody that's prank calling me that knows he's they saw the number on a YouTube video crap. But then, you know, then all of a sudden they have like that converse conversation. Oh, you're in a slammer, huh? Yeah, I've been there before, which of course, you know, little callback. And then uh just kind of talking about everything. And then he goes, Yeah, it was a better economy, the Reagan years, <laughs> and then just all that stuff, just the just the conversation and uh you know, obviously my movie theater cheered that opening night when we first see him, um, which was great. But uh but man, when he says Egon Spanger can go to hell, I was like, Oh gut punch. What? Yeah. No, yeah, that was yeah, at, at at that point in the movie, you're just like, Oh Lord, what happened? <laughs> what, you know like what 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 could have possibly because because clearly it was a scenario where like okay ties have been severed because it's not like any of them showed up after he died like clearly yeah. the family shows up but none of them did so it's like okay what the hell yeah. especially when you know they, they didn't even know he died yeah right. yeah well i mean janine obviously was handling whatever she could handle with egon i mean we get that when we when we see her at first she's just like 
yeah, I was just basically, you know, just doing like a kind of like a money man. And then she was like, oh, there was no money to manage pretty much. Like when, when the daughter was like, what's the daughter's name? I'm totally drawing a blank. I know we're just calling her Carrie. I can't remember. Thing was like Callie or Kelly. Callie. Yeah. It might be. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. That's where she got the news of like, wait, there's no money. Like, you know, because she's already had hard times and she thought maybe she was going to get some kind of inheritance, but nope, no money coming in. So we get like, it's just, what I really love about this movie, especially because it all revolves around Egon, which is the ultimate, like, yes, tribute to that character and Harold Ramis. I mean, obviously, when we get to the end, it's just like the, it just total send off and it's great. But it just all revolves because you're just kind of going like, was this was he a scumbag? I mean, what what is going on with Egon? I mean, obviously, thinking the way that I mean, if you go into a movie, obviously, it's going to, you know, like, OK, it's, it, obviously, it's just it's going to pay off at the end, which it does, but they just did a really good job of like, what the fuck was he doing? What is happening? Right. You let no context. Janine was like, yeah, I try to like, we were, you know, trying to, they, friend, they, I try to keep up with it. You know, they did a great job of like seeding the mystery and mm -hmm. like really string, string you along to be like, okay, trying to put it together. Like what in the hell is going yeah. on here? Like you're like, my brain was like constantly thinking like, Okay, trying to put pieces together and like it, it does a great job of stringing the mystery out. It also does a great job of giving you light bulb moments so that when they realize what is happening, you're, you're making the realization along with them like, okay, now I, I get this. I get that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. no. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yep. But uh, it, it's funny, too, because like as soon as she gets off the, the phone with Ray and you just see his face, you kind of go like, OK, yeah, there's like there, the scenes that we're not going to see is him contacting the other guys. And they're like, we have to go to Somerville right now because something is going down. Like, you know, talking because I think one of the last things she said was the I'm the last. Yeah, I'm uh, Egon's granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the last thing. See, yeah. I think she yeah. she should have said. I think it, that scene would have made a little more sense if she had said that up front. Because I yeah. did think it was kind of weird that he dumped all that exposition over the phone to somebody that he thought was just like a fan or I, something. I think yeah. the reason that it's at the end though is because that's what gets him to call the guys and go out there. It's yeah, not, it, because it yeah. isn't just because because it's not a case where he's going out there for to stop something it's to save egon's grand and save yeah. his family it's like yeah. it, it basically looking at them like okay i don't know what happened with him but they're innocent bystanders and if they found something we have to save them mm -hmm. so oh yeah i mean I, I get why they did it it was just a little weird when i was sitting in there and he was just like let me tell yeah. you all this stuff like this is what happened then and like and then she's like well, i'm egon's grand granddaughter and you're like oh okay that's so she is gonna tell him like well, I kind of felt like you know, maybe Ray um, it just felt like a, um, the, um, the mystery caller was uh, someone who was genuine asking her questions because, um, uh, again, he must have been uh, like, you know, trolled for a good 30 plus years. Like, you know, what happened uh, to the business yeah. and uh, you right. guys are um, essentially frauds. And we all and we all know that Ray, you know, he's I mean, even though, you know, Vakeman's like the comic guy, Ray's a guy that will not shut the fuck up about yeah. things. You know, so yeah, it was actually it actually as much as yeah, I, I totally understand like a big exposition dump, sure. But he is one of those guys that late at night someone's calling him, 
And then he's just like, oh, yeah. And then he's just talk, talk, Well, talk, and talk, Dan Aykroyd's like that in real life, too. Exactly. You get him talking oh, about oh, his oh, vodka. Yeah. He's like, Herkimer Diamonds and blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah. <laughs> you know. I actually know. I actually met um, uh, Dan Aykroyd with, uh, nice. with his vodka. And he would not shut up. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. At all. There yeah, he go. just goes on and on, and, and that's why the that's why I'm love that he incorporated that into Ghostbusters. His occult love of the occult and stuff in real life because it really just you can tell watching the movie that he's not playing a character in those scenes when he's no, talking about the apocalypse and stuff. He's just eating it the, up. I mean, just that that whole and, and I looked when he opened the sixth seal and behold, there was a great earthquake. And the yeah. sun he became says as just black like, as sackcloth. In the movie which was also a callback in this movie when they pull up to the and it's all written yes. on the, the, the boards and everything like that. It was like, yeah, totally. and also tattoos yeah. on Ray's arm yeah. as well. Yes, yeah, but, the but, revelation right oh, there. That's right, yeah. But, but you're yeah. absolutely right. It, it it it's way too natural for him to have just read these lines. No, that came from him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He's just playing himself at that point. <laughs> Nah, that's what we gotta love. That's why we love that guy. But uh, yeah, when uh, when when that happens, and then um, um, so like I'm trying to think of other stuff that before we get to that ending part. Um, well, obviously the uh, when they chase Muncher, I mean that's like that's where like things get like pretty exciting, and it's just I just had a big smile on my face. I mean, you had the gunner seat, which was never part of the movies, part of the cartoon and comic books though, and in the the toys. Yes, the toys had it too. So, I mean, when I saw that in the trailer, I was like, <laughs> "Get the seat. I was like, "Yes," you know. That was just a nice little callback to the toys, and you know, I mean that that whole scene was just it was just so freaking cool just to see the Ecto One just going, just flying down the street. You got somebody just shooting. You just, 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 oh man, I this even the just second time the town just yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and, and, and that's where the, the, the sheriff thing that we were talking about earlier, that's really where I was okay with it because, like, he's really looking at this from a property damage standpoint. Oh, that's yeah. the other, that's the other part of the, the, of the it, it's, it's hammered a bit more in the, I mean, it's, it's kind of the point of the second movie in, in, in a lot of ways. But, like, in the first movie, there's definitely an aura of, I mean, especially the, the, the whole, the first, when they go to catch Slimer, like in the first yeah. movie, and then the Sedgwick. Yeah. The whole yeah. idea of all the damage that they are causing, <laughs> and all of the things that they are destroying, and, and it was like they charge for the services. All right, exactly, <laughs> and and so like to me, I felt like, I felt I felt like this scene totally let. But we are having a special this week on proton charging proton charge, and yeah. storage <laughs> of the beast. That's only going to come to one thousand dollars. Yeah, five thousand no, dollars. I will not. But, yeah, I did not know the price. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. We can just put it right back in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that right now. No, no. But, but, but just the whole. We could do the whole damn movie. But like, the, just the whole. <laughs> like, yes. I, I, I felt like that chase and the aspect. Like that was the aspect of it. Like, yeah, these things. Like you were saying before, Alex. These things are not safe. These things are very dangerous, and mm-hmm. in the wrong hands, they can cause a lot of damage. And it was literally, and that was the other cool part was like the kids being introduced to this concept, like, oh shit, <laughs> we've got to be careful before we can. They just tear into the movie sign and knock yeah. down a bunch of shit off the building. <laughs> it's like, ah, you yeah, know, it was so, crazy. Yeah. And I love the, uh, you know, the trap on, you know, with the tires being remote controlled. That was pretty oh, cool. But God, damn, does that, does, does that thing move as fast as the Ecto one? <laughs> I was like, that's a fast a a motor. There is a motor on whatever that fast is. That's the RC like, car I've ever hey, seen. I know. Yeah. A testament to <laughs> Egon's engineering. I know. 
I mean, seriously. I mean, that, that but, just just like the added stuff that you see that was like, all right, and that was probably and and just to think that that was shit that they they used at one point. We didn't see it, but they used it. It was like, yeah, there's a door where they could just throw that thing down there if they're chasing a ghost in the Ecto one. But we saw it like on you know in in the comic books, and we saw it on just toy merch. Like literally, that was. I remember there was like a shot. I mean. There's one specific shot where, yeah, yeah, I think there was somebody in the gunner seat of like some kind of toy, probably for the Ecto One or something like that, or I don't know. I think I know Wait. which one you're talking about. It's like a okay. there was a promo art back in the day, like kids used to eat off of like you know little trays. Yeah, and I used to have this as a dinner tray. It was uh, the artwork of the original real Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, um, and it was like a stylized, uh, it was stylized art of just the Ecto One gunning it. And I think it was like Bankman that was on top of the Ecto one. That's on, right. On yes. Gunner seat. Yes, that's yeah. right. He was and shooting had, like you know top. Ray behind. Yeah, Ray with the uh, goggles like on, shooting, and they're aiming for Slimer. Yes, that's right. Oh, that's okay. cool, actually. That's yeah, cool. I remember that. Or I have yeah. to find that. I'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah. In my head. Yeah, just seeing all that and just hearing. I mean, yeah, it was just. It's just even watching it the second time. I'm like, God damn, just just so great just to see all that. Um, and just the spookiness of it, even like when they were in that factory and they first like um, find Muncher and then she just doesn't even hold back. She's like, fuck it. I'm a Ghostbuster now. I'm just going to freaking just fire Screw this thing wherever the hell. And she's just firing it like crazy, which well, was so great about it, you know? So, well, I, I mean, but, but that's also why I, one of my favorite lines of hers, they, they give her the line, I'm a scientist. Oh, yeah. And, well, that's, okay. that's what I was actually going to get to because even her mom was like, what? She was like, Phoebe. Phoebe, you're, you're right. You're, you're, and then she goes, "I'm a scientist." I'm, I'm like, scientist. "Perfect, yes, perfect." <laughs> totally. And 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 that's the whole point. Like she's treating all of this as like a hypothesis, and like she's testing mm-hmm. things throughout mm-hmm. this whole movie. It isn't just a, a question of okay, I'm gonna, I'm a hero now. It's like okay, let's see what this does. Let's yeah. see how we figure this out. Like she's problem solving the whole movie. Yeah. And with a little help, of course, with Egon's ghost, which, of course, even uh, Trevor got that when trying to get the Ecto-1. I love that. Where he's like, he couldn't get it. And there was just a couple little wires that weren't connected. And he just. Oh, that was. I forgot about that. that, that Yeah. They fused together. That was cool. It was just like, let me help you there, grandson. You know, way I can. And then it got it going. Um, But uh, no. And then, yeah, like I said, getting back, just getting to that that uh the, the final act essentially when we see well when we finally see gozer come out i mean i was pleasantly surprised i was like it's olivia wild and that's olivia yes. that's and, olivia wild and, and she and 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 she's i don't know why did, I, I i don't remember what the legalities are whenever somebody is uncredited in the film because yeah. she's not credited. She's not credited in the film as she's Gozer. Not. Only the but, voice of Gozer is. That's what's weird. Yes, which is the voice <laughs> of Gozer is uh, Shura Agashi from uh, the Expanse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and what well, the Expanse, Mass Effect, Star yeah, Trek, like Beyond. She's been in yeah. a ton of stuff, and she's got the right voice for it. She really does. Yeah. Like mm. as far as that, but but no. As soon as I, it was one of those cases where I was literally like, "That's that's thirteen <laughs> from House." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No, yes, I mean it was funny. Even my brother, yep. like, dude, that's you know, like, yeah, it's Olivia Wilde. I didn't know she was in this, and sure yes. enough, yeah. And then I remember talking to you, Alex. You're like, yep, yeah. And then there was like articles that were actually I looked it up, and there's actually articles about it too. And I'm like, I didn't catch any of this. Thank I, I, God. I, I, apparently, there was also I read on the wiki that apparently there was also a model that like there were three parts to it. Like there was Olivia Wilde, and then there was the voice. Sure, Agdashlu, mm-hmm. and then there was a third woman that was a model for like some of the more like 
dexter for like dexterity for like some of the more like i don't know acrobatic mm. like close ups for doing. olivia like and they had a model probably to do like the stuff where she's like running and like doing crazy shit and crazy. right like, yeah. yeah yes exactly right yeah but yeah. I, I, when she rips shandor in half that was like <laughs> holy shit i wasn't expecting that yeah i i also completely forgot that like her main power is like electrical blasts. Yeah, totally. Because yeah. because in, in the well because in the first movie they don't really jolt the guys; they just push the guys toward the edge of the roof. In this case, she's electrocuting people. She's palpitating them. Yeah, right. Palpitating. <laughs> Essentially, geez. do it. <laughs> no, but like, yeah. But even going back to what we were talking about before, when like Phoebe uses like those jokes just to like distract her, you know, and it's just like <laughs> I'm just going like. Oh my god, these are so bad. And some of them I've heard, but then at the same time, you see podcasts. He's like putting obviously he's remote controlling a trap underneath, um, uh, not the uh, the gatekeeper, right? Yeah, because it was yeah. the mom. Yeah, it was the mom. Um, yeah, and uh, it was like a distraction because obviously the only way that Gozer can be in full form is when those two are, you know, possess humans and they're in. Yeah, so that was creepy. By the way, when they get back to the house and Gozer starts like oh, yeah. walking through the fucking cornfield, oh, yeah. and she's like, ha- like not fully. And oh, that she's was just, like, this <laughs> that was presence that is just like kind of zombie like because she's just man. That was the fact crazy. that she's yeah. like, she's like, are you a god? And then he's oh, like, god, yes, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, right, right. Come on, that, right. yeah. And, and so, and so <laughs> yes. this is the point where I, I, I want to break out my explanation for why this is not the Force Awakens, why this yeah. is better than that. And it, I, I put it this way. I was I'm trying interested. to say, I was trying to say this before when we were trying to avoid spoilers, Dave. But like, uh-huh. the way that I've looked at it is, when you look at the Force Awakens, and when you look at the villains and how they operate in the Force Awakens, it's along the principle of history is always doomed to repeat itself. Right? Yeah. It's not the Empire. It's the First Order. It's not the Death Star. It's Star Killer Base. It's like you know the neo Nazi idea, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. But in here with the villains, it's really the principle of if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. It wasn't yeah. that Gozer had a bad plan in the first movie. It just got stopped. So there's no yeah. reason for her to change her plan. plan. The temple and the dogs and all that, it all worked. It's been a different just keep spot. trying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just, just come I, back I'm in sure a different spot. Her, her, I, you know, I like the idea that they didn't set, they set this somewhere in the middle of nowhere because that actually makes sense because she's like, you know what? I tried to do it this one time at this, this temple that was built, this like uh, skyscraper yeah. in, in front of, of like, yeah. in front of a million people. Let me do it out here in the middle of nowhere where nobody's going to suspect right. that I'm doing it. Exactly. Except the only person that realized that was Egon. Exactly. Right. Which that, that that starts to come, you know, as as the story goes on. I mean, even when she like when Phoebe finds out, she's like she looks at out, she's like, wait, this whole this whole place is a trap. Like mm-hmm. you go like, oh, wait a minute. Like, yeah, this whole farm was like not just it was just just one big huge trap. And then we even heard Ray, like when he was talking to Phoebe on the phone, he's like, Yeah, he took all the proton packs, he took the traps, you know, I and know. that's one of the reasons he took why one he won the proton pack, but all the traps. Oh, that's right. One. Sorry. Yes. That's yeah, right. He took out his protocol um, uh, thrower, yeah. but all the traps. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they all still the have the, so they still have theirs, I guess. Those yeah, they, had, they, kept they still had their packs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's was like the cool, one actually. inkling that I was like, wondering how they had their packs. So I kind of like, you know, I found a clip online and uh, yeah, he <laughs> his proton pack. 
<laughs> yeah, and, but then of course he had the he had some other you know kind of proton packs hooked up to that hole. So then he was like, mm -hmm. if shit starts coming up, I'm zap we're cr I'm crossing streams crossing and zapping stream. that thing down. Right. That's what so, like I I didn't realize that the first time. I'm like, oh yeah, he has three of them shooting there because they're crossing streams. Crossing streams. That, yep. that 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 that's presence down. Such a cool idea too. Like having automated yeah. ghost like stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that's so. Cool. We have the yeah because if the PKE meter is gonna freaking measure like oh shit shit's coming up these things are gonna start zapping which that was a nice little because at that moment I was like oh did the other guys just show up oh wait no this is all automated <laughs> for a minute right. there I thought the other guys showed up already I was like whoa. I was like, ah, they're not going to show up till the very end. Which, of course, when they do, oh my god, oh my oh, god, oh, Jesus. Oh, right. is, dude, even dude. the mini pups were excited seeing the guys, right? The <laughs> yeah, that says something, dude. I mean, yeah. when, uh, yeah, my theater lit up. It was great seeing him in there, and then of course, you know, you get Vakeman just talking his shit. To, to that, see, He's see, like, do we and, still and, have a thing? Like, yeah, and, we're, we're, and, we're and I, the power couple, and, and I and I loved that. I loved that it wasn't just. Cameo for the sake of cameo, they were like, "No, be you, be the characters. Be the characters. How how you guys would approach this thirty some odd years later? That it, so it totally like the whole recognition thing and like you know, Ray's got another you know, he's basically Miranda rights that he's reading <laughs> to, to to Gozer just like he did the there first time. Yeah, and then and then well, yeah, right. like like going back to like where she goes, "Are you a god?" Which everybody started laughing, and then Ray just like stops, just and stopped. then. I mean, essentially, like, the other two are like, Ray, Ray, Ray. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, Ray, totally. you know what to answer this time because, right. yes. I mean, that's one of the funniest. <laughs> that's one of the funniest I mean, that's one of the funniest lines in uh, the original when Winston is just like, when someone says you're a god, you say, you say yes. yes. <laughs> I think the funniest moment for me, though, in that scene was like when they're all standing there and Egon's ghost is there, and you just see, you just see uh, Bill Murray look over and he's like oh shit <laughs> like yeah like I, what I, is this and yeah. then they all just look over like oh god like <laughs> <laughs> no actually no Aaron. when Dilmer was like looking over like i didn't feel like he was saying like oh shit because he did it twice his face was a, wasn't even phased he, he, he was expecting he was like, he was like, well he even oh, said he's yeah, like gonna happen, but here finally you're here yeah classic. no but, but see the, person, that, the whole time would not was locked eyed to you gone yeah like, oh, man no, uh, yeah, when that whole thing was happening, like I said, uh, what's her name? Like, uh, I forgot what the, the other girl's name is in the movie. Um, oh, you know what? What's her, I forgot her name too, but she gets her moment, of course, where she, like, you know, she, she, uh, she, uh, she kicks open the door and just starts firing, which I thought was cool. But then, of course, uh, she, I mean, goes her kind of like, like, just like you said, she's trying to do something again, but she realizes what maybe she's up against this time or it, whatever you want to call her. Um, because it seems lucky. like she was having some fun with the proton pack lasers. What's up? Her, her, her name was Lucky. Lucky. There lucky, you go. Lucky, lucky was her name. <laughs> That's yes. right. Um, because I mean, when the, when the dudes show up and they're just like, you know, about ready to go. And then I, I love it when they're firing up everything and then it's just like, ah, I love that sound and, uh, and everything. And then they start, you know, doing the thing because they know exactly what to do. Let's, let's cross the streams. I did kind of question though. I'm like, yeah, but you guys remember what happened last time, right? You guys are like kind of blew up a whole rooftop. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, slightly safer this time in a field, but, but, but then yeah. there's also, but then there's also the learned knowledge where she just and, and 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 even yeah, I had even I had the oh shit like oh no she's figured out how like to... nope well dude right. well, she <laughs> starts she starts grabbing the streams and right. starts pulling apart and then I love you like she's on crossing the streams and it's like 
I just thought that was a funny kind of line because yeah. it was like, yeah, because the whole thing for the first one was don't cross the streams. And they just automatically go, and now we're going to do it right away. And then she's right. uncrossing the streams. And, 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 and this is where like the writing of this whole sequence really takes center stage. And this is where like the light bulb moment from everything we saw in the beginning scene finally kicks in. Because remember, one thing I don't think we mentioned is that, you know, he tried to activate the trap when he was still alive and he didn't have yeah. enough power. Mm -hmm. And the reason he didn't have enough power is because he was trying to do it himself. Yes. And so the reason, the reason it works this time is because his whole family is helping yeah. him. His that was, whole family is here to help him. That was him. a cool moment. That was a cool moment because uh, before that, when they had the model, like Phoebe's trying to explain it. And then she kind of like, you know, because, her, you know, her and Trevor kind of, she's like, would you kill, kill you to read a book? And he's like, would you just kill you to tell me? You know, it's just like one of those things because Trevor is very much just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And she's very much like, you should already know, you know, just because she reads all the time. And that dynamic really played in here because Trevor gets in the gunner seat things not working because all the little marshmallow dudes are like messing everything up. So of course, podcast is like zapping all those guys to get them off that stuff. And then finally, when he gets it fired up and he shoots those fuses or whatever the heck, because he realizes that's the power source and he goes, Oh yeah. So let me just shoot that, get it going. And then boom traps. Right. Ignite and just take her down, which was an awesome scene. Yeah. Just totally and, awesome. and, 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 and at that point, like that, that's where the, Dude, some some it, asshole the in the theater the started. was just perfect. So, yeah. so some asshole in the theater just started cutting a ton of onions right in front of my seat. And he wouldn't stop. <laughs> dude, the whole I mean, time. like, when, dude. I mean, it was just, it was just the beautiful. Hand, because, man. Yeah, the when hand. when Phoebe is just like, I mean, you have a you have a child with a proton pack trying to fight off this freaking god thing that has like all this power, and so you have that classic standoff of both powers like very harry potter-esque right. yes like, very harry potter and, you know and she and she did Cell the same thing Stone. she did the same thing he did holding the trap out like to to lure yeah. him like in the beginning oh, i love right? that like, i love that it. i love yeah i love that that was great and then of course the trap yeah and then and then of course mom's like come on phoebe and then all of a sudden like when she's just like yeah and then oh god even the second time when it just kind of gets quiet and you just see the hand the ghost oh. hand hold on and then it just pans over and then they just show his face it's just like what the i just couldn't couldn't believe it couldn't well, believe and, it well and and, and like and, and, and like, reaction to, to it was just it was unbelievable just have phoebe and egon just looking at each other and just yeah right accepting and, it i love how they're just, just like this perfect. is it yeah right and this and then it. and yeah. and and then then as if they weren't cutting enough onions they have him stand Right next to the other oh, three. I know. Oh, that's man. what I was talking about. I was watching Something it again. It's kind of it's, Star Wars failed to do. Exactly. Yeah, that's another thing of going back to Force Awakens and where they didn't they failed to mm -hmm. get all three of them together. No, but like when you watch that and then he holds on her and then he, you see that and they look at each other, and then he like like you see them kind of he like guides her over to where the other two where other three are shooting as well. And then yeah, he just uh, well see that and that happened. and that, that goes to what you were saying, Ray, with the the Force Awakens, that's another thing that kind of frustrates me about those movies compared to this one is that like you're dealing with a universe in both of these movies where you can't you can have somebody that has passed on show up again because you know it doesn't work in like a realistic kind of movie. You can't yeah. have a ghost of somebody show up and be like, "Hey guys," you know. But right. like 
they they missed that opportunity to have the original cast back together, and they could have done it even with Carrie not being here. They could have had a Force Ghost. I mean, they did it in the end, just in a different way. But they could yeah. have had Han, Luke, and Leia all together. And even in the end, when Ray is um, you know fighting Palpatine, they could have had the other Jedi as like Force Ghosts behind her. Yeah. yeah. And, no, and, and yeah, the fact yeah, that yeah. they 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 knew that they had to do that, and so they had to get I, one shot of them I, together. Again. I, I don't mean to I, I don't mean to trash the Force Awakens because I actually really like that movie, and I actually do like the sequel trilogy. But I just I really felt like that was one thing that had to be addressed with this because so many I've seen so many people like a lot of the the critics that didn't necessarily dig this movie. That was like the first thing they pointed to was like it's just another Force Awakens. No, it isn't. No, no. this is what the Force Awakens should have done. And I like so. the I like the sequels too, but that was a huge like missed opportunity that I'm glad the Ghostbusters was like we need the shot. Come on, guys! Yes. Like, yeah. Well, there's always this thing too about like, well, you got to show respect to the person who passed away, but it's like, yeah, but they're they're fine. They're fine. I'm you know right. everybody. I'm not everybody, having to do something that's stupid. Like, yeah. So it's like, right. and then to and even to go back to like that opening scene, I'm just so glad that they didn't do the CGI full on like human face, because that might've looked a little wonky. The fact that he was a ghost and he was an apparition, essentially it made it just where everything just looks really good because it didn't have to be full on 100% real. You accept it a lot more. Yeah. You definitely look at it and you're like, okay. And I give them a ton of credit for like how they made him look because yeah. That is the beard. not trying to be not trying to be rude. That is not how Harold Ramis looked when he passed. No, it's not. They they no. went and got models. You know, I, I yeah. think I read this. They went and found models of like from from the second, I think from the first and the second movies, and and Probably. aged him up. Yeah, and put like, a beard on him. The beard. Yeah, like, yeah. Because right. Harold Ramis, you know, he got a little chunky at the end there. Yeah. So yeah, it's not you know. So, but I, I do like the fact that Ivan Reitman was the stand-in for that whole I was, shot. I, I saw Poetic. you post that video. Like you, yeah. you posted the video, and she didn't say it in the caption, but I watched the video, and I'm like, "That's Ivan. That is <laughs> yeah. totally yeah. Ivan." And then uh, Jason, <laughs> was, the next day, showcased the actual photo. He did. Uh, he, Ivan he, in the he, conf- he confirmed. I oh, almost, confirmed. I almost, I almost tweeted at you like, "Is that Ivan?" Like seriously, <laughs> you made him reveal it, Alex. You were like, yeah. he saw your tweet and was like, "Oh, I got. I guess I got to shoot." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's just. I mean, that just. That's just. You know, icing on the cake for that whole seeing the fact that he was like the stand-in for that. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, of course, when you know, when everything's all said and done, and then everybody's kind of just saying oh. their piece with them. Oh my God! Even when Ray, when Ray says that, he's just like, "I'm sorry." I'm sorry. And he just apologized. The first thing that he freaking said was, I'm sorry. So, um, and, and there were so many layers on just to that scene, and not just for the film itself, but just knowing the whole history behind uh, just uh, Ghostbusters, especially the turmoil that they went through with the second movie when the cast members they signed on to one film, but then once they got on set, it was a totally different film, which pissed off, especially Bill Murray, which kind of like started these sour grapes between him. And Harold Ramis, and then uh, every time they tried to bring in the, the third one, they could never get back yeah. together. Up yeah. until uh, the death of Harold, uh, and that's when they had the reconciliation, and you see it here. Yeah, you definitely. Was, right. it, it was oh, pitch perfect. There, there, there oh, was so oh, much. Aaron, you got to go. You got to take off. Yeah, I got to head off. Oh, okay. all right. Take it easy, guys. Right. I'll right. appreciate it, man. Good one. Yep. Awesome. See you guys later. Yeah. All right. See ya. But, all right, Alex, you're right. There, there is so much, like, and you can tell, like, when you see, 
you know, when you see Ackroyd, when you see Murray, you can tell that it's real. Like what they're saying in the scene is it, it isn't just, you know, Peter Ray and Winston saying goodbye to Egon. It's Ackroyd, Murray and Hudson saying goodbye to Her- to Ramus. Yeah. Like and, and it, really it, was. It, it, tr- it transcends really that, was. and it's 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 and, uh, closure for all of them. Yeah, Naomi here says, uh, you know, I'm usually not a fan of resurrecting dead actors uh, via animation, but somehow Egon worked. I think it's because there was no celebrity voice impersonator. That was one of the things I liked was the fact that he didn't talk, which maybe you know that took a whole different kind of I don't know when it comes to the paranormal world, when it comes to that that afterlife, I guess you could say. Maybe yeah, he couldn't talk. That's why he was always guiding. He was always guiding, and he finally got to the point where he guided his granddaughter to help defeat this presence that he was been, you know, dealing with for the past 40 fucking years, you know, almost. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that was actually a beautiful thing was the fact that he, he had that Egon like kind of smirk, you know, he had that and they just did such a great job with all that. And then, yeah. And and then after, and and just like the CGI CGI model that they had was just impeccable. Yeah. How they did it. I I still don't know. I would love to see the effect artist, man, how they pulled that one off. I'm sure it's coming out. And of course, after, you know, he has the moment with the guys, you know, then that's when he finally has the closure with his own family. He finally hugs his daughter. He finally hugs his grandkids. And it's, it's like, you know, and, and they all understand now all of the resentment, all of the bitterness going on because they all get it and they know that their grandfather or her father was, was a hero and saved all of them. And they helped the world. They helped him finish the job. God. And then when he goes to the afterlife. Oh yeah. And then he just like, when he just, you know, evaporates right into, into the, into space essentially. I mean, and everybody's looking up and then it just says for Harold. I'm just like, it would not stop. Seriously. I'm sitting there full. Like I had my mask on, but like, just still <laughs> just, I, I just, and oh, then it, it was whole last, like right up to, like you said, like the, the four Harold was just like, yeah. Just, just a, just a little that bit, just a, just a little bit more. It was like it wasn't enough of that, and then it's just so it's for hell, and you're just like, ah, you know, oh, it's just good lord. Right. And then, and then, and then, just to have that to where you hear the 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 theme song just open up, and you see New York City, and you see the you see the Ecto One, and then you know that's essentially the end. But then, yeah, these post credit scenes. Now, the first, the mid credit scene, great callback, obviously, and it, it was kind of funny too because. They're showing like the end credits and said special appearances by and it uh-huh. showed all and then it says oh, with Sigourney yeah, Weaver. Yeah, my yeah. brother like, where is she? And I'm like, Well, I'm pretty sure she's up oh, there. She is. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of like funny because it was like, Well, wait a minute. Even my when I saw it the second time, I sitting next to my dad, he goes, Sigourney Weaver, what the and I'm so, like, wait. I didn't I didn't catch this when I saw it, but everybody's like, Okay, she and Peter are clearly living together. Like they're cl- that's clearly like their place. They 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 they, they do talk about that's like, the that's the assumption about, because like, yeah. okay, um, uh, Peter's wearing a wedding ring though in uh, this film. Whether okay. it's just like a mistake by the prop department and I'm wearing, uh, wearing a ring, or that's the now, impression. Uh, that he says something, you know. He talks about the love of her or something like that. I forgot exactly what he says. So okay. I, I'm pretty sure that they are together. 
but you know, it was a nice little callback to the whole zapping thing. Um, yes, and then he, and uh, he was just like, cards, you mark the cards, and he was just like, and then of course she's all, and it, I can't believe you used to zap your students. He's all, I just used to zap the guys, and it just kind of showed like, yeah. At that opening scene in Ghostbusters, Peter used that whole thing to try to get dates. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, yeah. you little pervert. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> totally. But you know, I was kind of hoping though. I was like, man, ah, just like pan over and have Slimer like be over in the background or something like that. I don't know why. I was like, are they going to do something like that? But they didn't. I was like, I was wondering if they were going to ever, you know, bring in Slimer. And then, of course, we have the after credits scene, which this is what sets up the future. And this is what I wanted to ask you guys, too, because we get Winston, who's like obviously the most successful out of the guys like he created. I don't even know exactly what it is. It's like a financial business internationally. Is he like wealth managing? I don't know exactly what he's they doing. They don't explain it. They just say that he's just he's a successful um, a multinational business. So. Right. That's yeah. it. Uh, like we don't know it's on finance. We don't know it's tech. Or yeah. Just well, uh, well, well and, and even when they said like the other thing, Dave, to mention that when they start the post-credit scene it starts with a uh i want to cut out scene. it was a cutout scene from the first movie yes between janine and which was so awesome because that played into this after credit scene you know where janine gives them like this special coin right uh and then but she had another one yeah she had another one of course yeah and then of course she's holding on to it when we have present day and talks about it. And then we just get Winston just talking about how, like, yeah, I'm successful. Yeah, the, but deep down, man, I'm just a Ghostbuster. And, the, and they're having reminiscing, you know, talking about that first day. And then he get, even brings back the line. He's all, I, I know I had the tools and the talent, you know, mm-hmm. and just that line, which was, uh, which he taught, which he said, of course, in the first one on the rooftop. Um, and then we see him show up at the abandoned uh, firehouse and then pulling in the Ecto one. And it just kind of goes like, all right, this is what's setting it up because then they show the containment unit and something's going on with that. There's some shit in there that wants to get out. So I don't know what they're doing, but what I read today, and I think you guys probably saw it too, was Ernie Hudson essentially said, I would like to be the Nick Fury of the Ghostbusters world. I'm like, okay. So we have Winston who is rich and whatever can get all this back. And if there's like going to be, ghost invasions that happening i wouldn't mind seeing him recruit ghostbusters all around the world something bringing some teams together i wouldn't mind even like the other guys too showing up i always thought the best way to do it is like they don't have to put on the proton packs all the time yeah maybe every now and again of course but i would like the the fact that they would be the ones training a new group of of young people or whatever to be these teams i always thought that was always the way to go i mean who knows what the video game was yeah, essentially, That's right? Exactly, exactly what the video game was. Yeah. yeah, and I think like even with Extreme Ghostbusters, wasn't it kind of like that too? It was like a younger crew. I don't remember. It was, that. yeah, yeah. The, yeah it, it was it like was. a young crew that just um, assembled yeah. one firehouse, and Egon yeah. was like the professor or something. Like yeah, that. there you go. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. So I mean, like, I mean, that's essentially where it could go. I mean, where do you guys think? Uh, like, Alex, where do you think? Where do you think uh, the sequel? Where do you think it could go? Yeah, I. I think it's going to go back to that line from the first film where um, Peter's talking to Ray, just stating like, you know, the, the franchise uh, dollars alone will make us a rich beyond all his dreams. Yeah. So I'm thinking this uh, might open up the, like, you know, the um, uh, Ghostbusters International, like, you know, having uh, um, a different ghost corps uh, all around, uh, let's say, United States or worldwide uh, and expanding upon that. Uh, because that was something that was like an idea that they were trying to work on. 
um, with this franchise. So I'm hoping to see that, uh, just to see it, like, you know, at another setting that doesn't have to be New York, or maybe we have yeah. something uh, um, in Europe. That's something that they originally wanted to do for Ghostbusters 2. I think it was in Scotland, uh, um, originally what they wanted to. So maybe seeing a, um, like in a scenario like that, just to expand the lore um, behind it. I like it. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, I mean, it, like looking at it from like a business standpoint, it's like, you know, especially nowadays in the streaming era, you look at all these studios and you can look at them based on their their major IPs. Yeah. Right? You know, like Disney's got Marvel and Star Wars, obviously. Warner Brothers has DC and Harry Potter. Right. Paramount has Star Trek. Uh, so in Sony's case, I mean, yes, of course, they've got Spider-Man, but, <laughs> you know, they're in bed with Marvel Studios with that. So when you look at their other IP, Ghostbusters is another one of those, one of their bigger IPs that they can absolutely make a big thing on. And, you know, not for nothing when they, you know, years ago when they started trying to get this off the ground, they did make Ghost Core, the production company mm-hmm. yeah. that's yeah. supposed to yeah. open overseas. Yeah. Right, yeah. it oversees they, the they franchise. It at the same time of, with um, uh, the reboot, the 2016. Right, exactly. So yeah. there is like a structure in place for them to expand this, you know, and I'm speaking in real world terms here for them to expand the franchise and do essentially this. I, th- I, I think they're hoping that this will allow them to propel forward. And, you know, what's good about it is that this story that they told in Afterlife essentially gives them closure on the original group yes. and also mm-hmm. gives them closure for how long it's been between movies. Right. Cause we're talking, you know, from 1989 to 2021, 31 years, movies. 32 years. So, so you needed this movie to bridge that gap yeah. and to reintroduce the concept. That's why, you know, that's why a lot of, you know, a lot of the, uh, the YouTube clips and, and stuff, I imagine a lot of that is from the general audience for the the younger generation that probably hasn't seen the, the the first two movies, it's like okay, this is what it is. Do you like this idea? And if yeah. the answer is yes, well, now we can move forward in a different direction, and we can do other movies. We could do shows, you know, like yeah. I, of course, like they're, I, I, they can animate it. Obviously, they they succeeded in that with that in the past. So yeah, quite honestly, I feel like I mean, if I'm being truthfully, do I want to see? these kids continue yeah i do i want to see what happens with phoebe i want to see what happens with podcast i do i like that dynamic that they have with this crew but if it also means bringing others in and like bringing in new crews i'm fine with that too like if they want to do a version of extreme ghostbusters like to that i to that idea which i actually did like that cartoon when it came out like yeah yeah, i i I think the potential is there it's all going to depend obviously on how well this does and how well it's doing relatively good, which is nice yeah. to hear. You know, apparently it had a good Thanksgiving weekend. It came in behind uh, a Kantu, I think, but you know, that was a new like, movie. It, yeah. And Kantu just and released, they made a movie yeah. film with, yeah. with uh, peanuts. I think it was like the, the budget was 75 million to put this together. Mm-hmm. Really? It was only that much. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it doesn't, okay. I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it, I thought it would be over a hundred. It, it doesn't look like, well, no, I, I don't yeah, think with, it, uh, with marketing. Yeah. Maybe. Over yeah. Marketing. Yeah. 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 75. I, I, I don't think afterlife looks like a particularly expensive film and it, it didn't need to be because yeah. one of the, yeah. I didn't bring this up earlier, but one of the things that I remember when I first started watching the movie that I had to like reconcile because I hadn't read this beforehand 
was Reitman saying that this isn't about the business. This is a family story. Yeah. And that's a very different dynamic than the either of the first two movies. The first two movies are the business, like, you know, the, the business of what they're doing and how it affects and like how they become heroes out of that. This was a very family centered story and not saying that the other films will be that way. But now that you've gotten this story out of the way, you can go back to the business stuff. Obviously, because oh, yeah, of what totally. they set up with the with the post with the post credit scene. So, yeah, yeah I personally, I, I I hope Afterlife does well enough for them that they continue this. And I I feel like they're in a position where they 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 at least are showing some impetus to continue it because they won't let it go. They tried the reboot in 2016; it didn't work the way they wanted. They've tried. They're trying this now. If this works, then Ghost Gore can really be a thing, and this can be one of Sony's bigger IPs. Again, there's there's just so much there. I mean, like, you know, you go back to watching that com or uh, the cartoon and even reading the comic books. I mean, there's so much that you could just be like, well, we got a lot of stuff here with this source, this kind of material right here. I mean, essentially, it started as a movie, then it went to all this. I mean, I got a stack of comic books and you, you there's so many different kind of presence you know that 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 try to come into this world like different kind of ghosts different kind of threats i mean it's there's a lot of things there i mean obviously they're going to do the callbacks with the i mean i think if they do a second one yes they're going to have to do a vigo thing i and i hope there's a joke of like maybe like with the with the guys or whatever the heck that happens like hey i remember when we changed the logo or the ghost was given a peace sign that was dumb (laughs) something like that because you know i mean obviously that was all for like it's Ghostbusters too, but it's like, yeah, but we like that. We like this. I feel like the, 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 the slime that feeds on bad vibes. I feel like that whole idea would work really well today. Right. Like really oh, well today. Yeah. You know, be correct. Yeah. Yeah. That could totally be a, a, a morality tale, which that really, that, that is one of the unsung, like one of the best things about the second movie is that whole, you know, the, the nature of like, you know, being a complete asshole or not and yeah. how that can affect things. Yeah. Like that, that I like that. I like that yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, they could do, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've always liked about this too, I mean, I mean, when the second one starts, it's I mean, essentially, there's no business. That's why, you know, er, uh, that's why Winston and Ray are showing up at parties and the kids right. are like, oh, I thought it was going to be He-Man. And then they're just like doing a whole performance because there's like no work. You know, they got slapped with a bill at the end of like, hey, you blew up. You know, you did this, even though you saved the world, we're still going to slap you with a bill. You know, it always w- one of the things about this and even what it's talked about in here when, like, when you first hear Ray, it's just, yeah. This was a business that depended on ghosts to be invading. And then he even said that, oh, yeah, Peter always said we did our job too well. It's like, yeah, you do your job too well. You're not going to have any more work. You know, that's what's so interesting. And maybe like more a show or another movie can kind of tap into that is like, yeah, yeah, you want to run a business. But it's like, but how do you keep how do you sustain that business when the thing that gives you business is a thing that you want to get rid of, you know, you don't want ghosts to be showing around, showing up around. So how do you keep a business where you could keep that? I don't know. There's like a lot of things that can like really dive into when it comes to that aspect, because the running theme through these three movies is the fact that business never stayed consistent because they did their job so well, you know? So I'm like, yeah, tap into that a little bit too. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Winston can figure out a way 
that he could keep this business going where it's like, we don't, yeah, we hope the model could be like, we hope you don't need us, but who are you going to call when you do us, right. you know, kind of thing, you know? So maybe something along the lines of that, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. Even uh, Naomi says right here, there's plenty spinoff film and series potential of Ghostbusters franchise and Ghost Corp could uh, start a national international chain to set it off. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're kind of talking about here. And, you know, there could be uh, a conflict maybe in there because Winston goes, well, we got to do it like this. We have to have franchise. We have to have some marketing. We have to have this because he's such a businessman now. And maybe there could be a little bit of conflict in there between him and Ray. Like Ray doesn't like the way that that is because Ray's very much like, oh, I just have this bookstore. But then, but then we find out that Winston's kind of been paying for the rent of that. And I love that. I love that line yeah. too. That just shows you, I mean, Winston, it's just, man, to be the guy that just kind of just came into this thing in the first one as that every, every man. And now he just wants to be like, uh, we got to continue this. And I built something where I know I could probably keep build this back up. And Ray is still very much like, I want to do this. And Winston is like, yeah, I'm paying his bills. Hopefully one of these days, Ray turns a profit. I know he will, you know, and that just shows you like, I mean, Winston really, uh, the fact that Ernie Hudson said that he should be like the he wanted to be like the Nick Fury of like the Ghostbusters. I'm like, yeah, that could really work very well, I think, to have that presence, you know, have him in there. I really, really like that idea. We're in a we're at a point now where there's like so much like franchise saturation because yes. of the streaming age. And I know that Sony is the only one that doesn't have their own app, but yeah. they got deals yeah. with Netflix. They got deals with Disney Plus. They can make something happen. And now really is the time to do it because you've got all these other franchises that are, I mean, and it, again, I, I, I don't just bring up Disney. Like I said, Paramount has Star Trek, Warner Brothers has DC and Harry Potter and, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and Comcast Universal has, I don't know who they have, but they have somebody. I know they got somebody. Everybody's got a <laughs> franchise, something, right? Like it, but Universal. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Curious, yeah. Oh, it's, there, yeah. there it is. There, there it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Right yeah. there. But that's the thing is like we're in the middle of all these franchises. Go ahead. Strike while the iron's hot. That's what well, they yeah, do. Yeah, you, you do that. And like there's something unique about this one. You know, it's not it's not going to you can add a little bit more adrenaline to it, too. I mean, you really could because, you know, it's always very even like when they talk about, you know, when um Paul Rudd's character is like, yeah, these physicists just kind of just showed up and just blew the roof off of, you know, it's just, yeah, that's what they were. They weren't action heroes. They were all in academia. They were just those kind of people, you know, just everyday dudes kind of thing that showed up and saved the world. You can add a little bit more flavor to it if you want to and have like some really badass, you know, team members that just like. And you could do something like that. Maybe don't go overboard like Fast and Furious, where you know, or something like that, where it gets a little I, too crazy. I, I totally thought you were angling for The Rock to start busting ghosts. No, 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 no. The Rock has been in too much, too much. As much as I love the guy, no. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would, I would be okay, but I'm at the same time, I'm like, no, let's not go that extreme we don't need we don't need somebody like with a you know a full-on you know eight pack like rip off his like ghostbusters jumpsuit and be like yeah you know i don't we don't need to go that far but i'm just saying you can add a little bit of uh spice to it you know i mean you know there's a lot of things you could do with this so hopefully that's what happens and uh yeah i don't know this movie is very enjoyable can't wait till it comes out on 
on on home video and I can watch it again, again. And it's just one of those movies that I can totally just have on in the background. Just oh, like yeah. it's like one of those. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Where you just, you put it on just like the other, the other I, ones are. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I wish I wish I got to brought this up while Scott was here. I did want to call attention to Rob Simonson mm-hmm. who did the score for this. Oh, yes. I oh, really, I, I really dug what he, well, cause he, he's, and they, they've done this with composers. Like this can be a tricky thing. Yes. Like uh, Michael Giacchino had to deal with this with Rogue One and Star Trek, truthfully, because like he's stepping into a franchise that already had a catalog of music that everybody knew that was like very well known. Mm-hmm. And in Simonson's case, very similar to Giacchino and Rogue One, it's like, OK, we need you to emulate that from the other awesome composer that preceded you, but also do your own thing. And G. Aquino knocked it out of the park with Rogue One. He was able to emulate John Williams and do his own thing as well, using some Mm -hmm. of Williams' old stuff from Episode Four that people didn't even remember. It was amazing. And Simonson had to do the same thing here. He had to take cues from Elmer Bernstein, who was like one of the best. One of we're talking like one of the giants of composing way back in the day, and you know redo you know the the themes that we heard from the first movie. You know like the. You know, like that, that, and 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 really like capture the sound and the spirit yeah. of the first movie, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But also tell a new story, like he had to do, he had to do new cuts and go in a different direction while still respecting and honoring the original work. And he did a great he job, did. he did a fantastic did job. Great. Um, I will have to ask you, Alex, where was that Vigo reference? <laughs> I didn't catch right it. Right. Or the right when the guys got zapped by Gozer and uh, they fall against the, side of the car. Okay. So they're on the ground. And so you have Venkman just uh, talking crap just to Gozer as a distraction. Just like what he did with V. Okay. Yep. Zapped to the ground and yeah. just them talking. He's right. Just, yeah. stating, he's, like, you know, hey, he's absolutely blonde, right. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So it was, like, it was the same Venkmanism. Same that we kind saw of, okay, okay. Too. Anybody tell me the big shoulder look is out? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Only a Carpathian would come back to life now and choose New York. New York City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And then all the fact, too, he's like, he's like, hey, guy, can you move? No. Venkman? He's just like, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, Peter being Peter, it's like I'm fine, and then yeah, 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 yeah then, uh, this one, okay. right? I don't remember this job being so physical, but yeah, I do, I do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? Do you not remember? There's like two times yeah. when we faced these gods, and they yeah. zap well, the uh, shit out of us, and, and and that's why the you know podcast getting out of the car covered in marshmallow oh, was just so like beautiful. oh, it was great, oh, that, that was, it was fantastic, yeah. exactly like Ray, and then yes, um, and then Ray just, just like Ray. starts just talking to him. Oh yes, and then, yes, the the, the 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 he he's his one subscriber, and he's like yes. really turned a corner, really found her voice in, in episode forty six. It's like yes, <laughs> totally, like, and it, it was it was okay. such validation for me because like i was saying before about the 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 whole you know young ray young egon thing i'm like yes of course podcast is ray absolutely yes you know it'd be great for the sequel ray and podcast have a podcast i mean can you imagine that i mean like i mean dan Aykroyd doesn't have to like be in like anything crazy but maybe like the the story could be where you know the new ghostbusters crew which has podcasts in it just goes like man 
this just happened. And then like him and Ray are just kind of like talking about this whole story or something like that. I don't know. Not even, no, not even for a sequel. Like, you know, as a marketing gimmick yeah. when the DVD comes oh, out. Yes. Just like, you know, you yes. That would be good. Oh man. To have them both. Dude, that would be a great back and forth right there. Shit, man. Yeah. Somebody pitched that to the Reitmans. Come on. Or Sony or whatever. But uh, no. Uh, anything else? Have any, uh, anybody else have any, anything else to add to this? Any other things you spotted in the movie? I, I, I'm glad I remembered that because that was like one of my yeah. seriously podcasts and the whole thing with him. That was one of my favorite <laughs> parts of the movie. I love that. That's yeah. um, yeah, a good, yeah. It's, it's a good correlation right there. Yeah, I don't know. Like the, yeah, I, mean, I, I, love, covered it all. I mean, I mean, they, yeah. you know, like we talked about the Shandor stuff, and and I, yeah. I did, I really appreciated, like, you know, even in the expositional scenes where like she was talking about the the selenium, and like, yeah. you know, like the, the stuff that she's, it's like, oh, that that's straight out of oh, the first oh, movie. <laughs> oh, another little callback they did too is when they were in the diner and she like has the map out and she's like, you see the concentric circles, and she, you know, of course, oh, just like the scene. exactly. Because everybody around them is going, what the hell? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. So the second time, totally. I was like, oh, yeah. this is like a callback to the to when they're in jail and they're yes. talking about that. And everybody just kind of was like, what the hell are they talking about? That was kind of like a throwback, too, because, yeah, there yeah. was like all the people that worked at the place were like, huh? I, I, I have to believe that if we're talking about anything that was deleted from the movie, I got to believe that they probably did a version of human sacrifice dogs and cats living together man. Uh, yeah i gotta of, believe maybe, some somebody maybe said that. something was in there yeah probably something. yeah, yeah. could but, be right uh, could be right on that one but <laughs> no i think we did it. i think we covered it all and uh yeah if you guys i mean obviously if anybody's watching you've already seen it so watch it again support it you know this is a franchise near and dear to our hearts it's not cape shit no it's proton pack shit Ooh. that's what it is you know, exactly. something unique is that, man. So we want more and hopefully there will be more. It's sounding like things are looking pretty good and uh, hopefully we de definitely do get more. But um, yeah, guys, appreciate you coming in and Scott and of course, Aaron also. Alex, thank you for uh, joining and uh, being full on course, decked man. out in your, uh, your gear. Go yeah, ahead and awesome. uh, where, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at uh, uh, GeekLogRad. Mm -hmm. There it is, Geek Log right, right there. You guys, he knows his stuff. And then, of course, Ray uh, at the Flightcast on Twitter, and my my show and my blog are at theflightcast.com. Nice. Go ahead and check all that out, guys. And we appreciate you guys sticking with us and uh, talking some Ghostbusters. It's been a fun conversation, of course. So uh, make sure you guys smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Uh, subscribe, be a member, all that stuff. Patreon's down there. Merchandise also is down there. Everything is down there. We will talk to you guys later. Mm -hmm.